Hi everyone, you're listening to the Via Lucci podcast, uncensored and completely unedited discussions about life and everything in it. We hope you enjoy the show. Have you seen, what's the film with, um, what's his name, Will Smith, The Aliens, Blue Aliens, he's a copper. Oh, uh, Bright. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a note of it, I saw bits of it and I was like, mm. I started watching it and I thought, they started talking about fairies and I was like, what? Yeah, there's like orcs in it and yeah. Yeah. Oh, elves. Was it that Netflix film? Yeah, yeah, right, it was on Netflix. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What? I don't understand. What is? It? Why are they not freaking out? What's the? Well, because it's set in an alternate reality. Yeah, it's is like this Lord the, of is the this Rings. Just a show. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Lord of the Rings, basically, but like now. I had like, to stop. I googled it afterwards, and I thought, I don't, I don't. Why aren't they? F- there's nothing about when this started. Like, yeah, there's somebody because um, somebody did a review about it. They were saying like, it's hang just- on, are we starting the show? So we just get- yeah, we already yeah. did. Screw it. Okay. Oh, okay, let's just get on with it. Go on. <laughs> they were pointing yeah. out that like it's so weird that because ev- the way everyone on, if we started the show or what? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't have do the music, thing. so hi, you're listening to the Village podcast. Honest, uncensored, and what do we say? Yeah, but Charles, Charles isn't Charles going to be saying this anyway, and we don't need to. Oh, yeah. It. oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> hi everyone, welcome hello, to the show. Hello. Welcome hello. to our. Uh, it's not really a Christmas special. It should have been, but nobody's made an effort other than me and Charles. No I would like else. to point out for the record that Charles has what could well be a model of Minas Tirith. And <laughs> it's the crystalline entity yeah it's a crystalline entity from Star Trek and Theo has something Small he tore off his neighbour's bush from Tesco's that I bought about half an in, hour in ago. rage because they didn't put their recycling out in the way he would prefer Oh, and we got Karem with us yes yeah, yeah, oh here they go Karem it's a spe- some sort of special so we thought we'd bung him in as our sort of VIP special <laughs> guest yeah. it's a guest exp- a guest uh, guest appearance that's it glad to be here Karem are you excited yeah, yeah. you excited to be on the show very much so, yes. Yeah, it's the first show that he's going to be on where he can't be listening to the Joe Rogan podcast while it's recording. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's got to focus on the show. <laughs> watching games. So if, any, if, if anyone's ever wondered why the sound is almost professional on their show, it's because Karim has made it almost. so the whole... Almost. <laughs> almost. How cruel. No, I mean, our how, show is almost cruel. professional, but the audio is always professional. There's an anom- okay. anomaly there. Um, it's... Yeah, we were just talking about the, the, the quality of... Uh, podcast that p- podcasters are so bloody lazy so we've just yep. talked yeah as, as a species certainly yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, admit, though, yeah. I don't know if we're, we're sort of like the some sort of podcast me too that we're getting into dodgy territory but as a group <laughs> they are quite lazy <laughs> what <laughs> i don't i don't want to be I, accused of being anti-podcasters in the future or something we get so oh, right yeah me too doesn't just like me too doesn't isn't just mean against something it's not I thought the... it's just people that complain sort of thing no <laughs> Oh my <laughs> god! Well, now we're going to get complaints. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think you're using me too. Let's just we just move on from this. But, um, I don't yeah, know no. what it is. So properly, so it means just... that you're uh, a sex pest or a sex assault. Or I thought it meant like well, it a means group you're a vi- it means you're a victim of. No, but it could be a victim of anyone of anyone having a go at you, sort of thing. No, that's not. That's not no, what no, me that's too not. is. No, I thought it was like we literally all this time. Don't know what me too is. Okay, so... Uh, I know it's, there's a sexual there, but I thought it was like Black Lives Matter would be like part of Me Too sort of thing. No, no. no? I'm, no. There probably is some crossover, but no. And so... <sighs> so <laughs> Me Too... Me Too started... If it's anything suppose, dodgy, let's not get involved in it. 
It's well, no, because show. we can't just go, oh, we thought Me Too meant complaint, and then just... Divert. So anyway, let's talk it's about Bright. And how, it's not cancel yeah. culture. Yeah, I think so, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're not the same. People have been cancelled right. as a result of Me yeah. Too, but not... But rightly so, one would say. Well, in my defence, I don't watch TV, so I don't know what it is really until people correct me. So if you give. Okay, well, that's what we're trying to do now. <laughs> cancel culture. That's what it is. Is it? That, I yes. think that was the term I've been using. Yeah, I um, think that's that's probably. What well, anyway, we was having a go at podcasters, and uh, Andrew uh, Charles said they'd seen somebody using our microphones, which means oh, they've yes. gone up market as well. So they're in the elite. They've actually spent money on their show. <laughs> yes, they, they, I should point out not the microphones we're all using now. No, no. this is a desperate attempt because uh, did we explain on the last show that we were going into sort of a bunker? We put all our stuff into a bunker. I was going to say <laughs> yeah, lockdown, hiding. but that didn't want to make yeah. sense because we're moving into a new office. We've had to put all our equipment into a storage, um, and we were going to just rat infested, flooded. Well, that guy though, but that guy was only when you said afterwards. Yeah, I, that I if you <laughs> if you've been hiring, <laughs> we got collared on the way at the storage place by a fella who, to be honest, I don't know if you can say this, but he smelt from about ten foot away. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, to set the scene, helping. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he said scene. to us. Yeah, go on. <laughs> more accurately that we we went to a store we went to you know an an storage company yeah. that might be big and might be yellow in an area one, one of those type of ones anyone no. i don't think it was big yellow storage no, no. but one of those type of places just put in, no. bung in all the equipment um and then on the way out a bloke who sort of looked like santa claus but didn't smell like santa claus <laughs> as one would imagine um kind of asked us initially because it was his intro was very odd wasn't it he was like are you a business? Yeah. And I think we all had, because all of us, no, without exchanging any glance, all had the same thought of like, oh, fucking hell, what's he trying yeah. to sell? I mean, so like, no, 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 none of us yeah. are business. Yeah. Didn't want to engage. And that, yeah. that natural response, being, yeah. you know, being in London, you just like, don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't well, respond. it was because it was just, there was no like, oh, excuse me, just, are you storing here? It was just like, are you a business owner? Yeah. It was like, oh, fucking hell, what's he selling? Anyway. Um, and then it was just, he explained that, uh, He'd had rats and that the place had been flooded, but then they'd also, he and his, I assume his partner, yeah. um, that they had been storing stuff there for, yeah. <laughs> for about years. 15 years. <laughs> but I mean, I and don't want to say that. it looked shaggy. It looked like they were storing food or something. In there. Yeah, it kind of like, if if it turned out that they'd basically just been storing bags of their, of like, their own used toilet paper or yeah. whatever oh, you'd be no. like yeah sure they they kind of had that vibe i'm gonna go there tomorrow i'm gonna go clippings yeah i'm gonna go back there tomorrow just to double check because I'm, I'm insecure about the fact but I'm, I'm thinking we should be all right um but anyway so yeah that we were going to leave it till we got in the new place but it's such a big distance away that the big it probably won't be the middle of january till to do the next show we thought We'd, we'd give the people what they want. We'd, we'd come back halfway through, <laughs> give them what they deserve. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was going to say, d- yeah. give them what they deserve is more accurate. Well, after all, all of the critiques we've had online, <laughs> I felt like, right, we're going we're gonna, to gonna put out more shows. Um, so um, to expand on that as well, that yeah. um, we did a show recently and uh, there were a few comments, one of our interviews and, uh, well, not interviews, that was the point. Yeah, one Jules of our discussions. Guys. Yeah. And um, uh, there are a few criticisms about... Basically, the British it, public went on the attack and it turned not on everyone. Me. Some people, Some people said, I did see a couple of comments, some people saying... Look, I quite enjoyed the fact that it's just people having a conversation and yeah. it's not a structured interview. I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing, but words to those effects. But 
I think the majority of people were wanting a, a, you a know traditional the funny thing? interview. Yeah, do you know the weird thing? There's like a, a beautiful thing that happened with all that. That was like yeah. where where everything just becomes perfect in the world, where like things made sense. Where I was I was logging onto the Gmail account. I can't remember what was I going on there for. Uh, I went I went on there for some reason. Oh, what did I send you? Do you remember I said? Oh, it was like oh, don't say the amount of subscribers. <laughs> but it was like <laughs> we had celebrations for the amount of subscribers. An email yay. that came through saying celebrating, <laughs> and I was like yay! And you can see one party popper in the background. But um, uh, then it was funny because <laughs> Karem. When I sent him the picture, <laughs> he, he 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 wasn't like he wasn't enthused with what I'd sent. He immediately video called me to say, "What are you doing on the email account?" <laughs> like, he, like, he called me, said, "What are you doing on the email account?" Like, oh God, he's gonna get us blocked out. <laughs> and I said, "I was just gonna, oh, no, I was gonna offer a, a, a sort of repost against the, the the acerbic attacks we'd had." And he tried to put together for me a, a response. And I said, "No." Nah, you're joking it was uh, like a bbc response it's like some a rebuttal and all that anyway but um the thing that happened what i what you see on gmail is that the it it shows individual comments that came through it, it emails you them all and it was so weird because when i was looking at them it has the person's name who emails you and it has the amount of subscribers they have next to that's it that's weird no. I don't know. It just says the name of the person, name of the channel, whatever, the comment, and how many subscribers right next to it on the channel. And basically all of them were either zero, one, two, or I think there was one that had three subscribers. <clears throat> and I thought, that's perfect, that is. that That is literally... That's why you're attacking people. But that does make I, sense, because most people who are commenting on YouTube are just users. Just, they're not... They're yeah, not they're creators. watching... Even no, even the, if you if you're on YouTube just to watch things, you still have your own like personal channel. Yeah, but it's the yeah. fact that yeah. so, you, so you're producing nothing is my point. You're oh, producing I see. nothing. Okay. You're just consuming that, yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. And so and it's only those people that because if there was somebody had whatever number anything it doesn't matter, you'd sort of go okay they're they're an experienced person or they're even in the ballpark of doing something similar and offering. But no, it's it was just people that hadn't and i was thinking that surely they've got friends and family <laughs> so even your friends and family haven't even subscribed theo theo do you want to pull at that thread you know because i think i've got more family than we have subscribers so. no but the thing was i was like well surely even one person you know <laughs> but if you've got none and you're offering critique that, that you're you've you have no validation to anything you've got to say but it was like that's the people that complain online they're the ones that go out of the way because it makes them feel better and i to thought be that fair, works everyone complains online i mean that's you know no but not really to go out to of be your fair, way everyone to send... complains no but <laughs> not to go sense. out of You're your way right now yeah exactly <laughs> No, but I mean, at least I do that. I, if I, I if I emailed somebody to say, uh, well, that was a bit bad or that was rubbish or whatever. I mean, if you, like the stuff I've mentioned, we just talked before about people that 
produce podcasts and couldn't give two shits about the audio. And I'm not talking about the low-level stuff. I'm talking about professional broadcasters that seem to have no standards or not, they'll, they will put shoddy audio out. I still wouldn't go out of my way to email them to say, that was rubbish, that was stupid. So for somebody that's got no experience mm. to start offering critique, you go, but you've got no experience of doing videos. You've got no experience of doing interviews. You've got no experience of talking to guests. So surely there's something in you must go, I have no right to speak here. This serves no purpose. And it's the confidence as well of them saying things. You go, but that doesn't make any sense. You must. Imagine I find up Lewis Hamilton and start saying, oh, well, I haven't got my driver license yet, but what you want to do is you want to change that to second gear and you're bloody useless. You go, because you don't. You go, that's how ludicrous that is. But that's every sports fan, yeah, that's, though, isn't it? Like yeah, every exactly. every sports, every football fan, you always know exactly yeah, but what to do. And like, I think it's the fact I, of going to the effort to email—that's yeah, that. the thing. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. out of your way because I almost think when people put nice things on there, that actually says a lot more than the opposite way around because you don't have to do that. But they've chosen to go. By the way, I like what you're doing. That's quite big because you're taking time out of your day to do that. But to do it negative, to put negative things on it, not critique, not help, because that's a different thing, just to moan that you're not doing something correctly, almost laughing, where you've got no experience and done nothing. It's like, come on, you must realise as you're typing that all you're doing is feeding that poison inside you. Like the reason you haven't got anyone following anything you do, even your family and friends, is because that's the type of person you've chosen to be. So it sort of feeds back in in itself. You're sort of self-poisoning yourself. So I thought, what, that, what a strange thing to... You're not letting you, you don't know what you're doing. That, that, <laughs> I, I was going to go, knock, knock, knock. Oh, who's that at the door? Oh, it's 2021. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, it, it was perfect because I thought, yeah, that's who complains. People that have done nothing, got nothing, and not respected by anybody around. Are them. you trying to, are you trying, have you stumbled upon this crazy idea that miserable people like to lash out to make themselves feel <laughs> yeah. better? Yeah. No, but it was, it was just the vision. What it was, was because it, it wasn't an idea. It was the clinic, the, the clinical nature of the numbers that was there oh, in right. your face. It was was i have i've got zero people following i nobody in my life cares about what i do so i'm going to tell people that are doing something what they're doing wrong <laughs> but it was the so numbers if someone, so if someone had a load of followers would they be allowed to no but if, if you it, yeah it wouldn't matter if it was um uh, 500 or 5 million it wouldn't really make a difference but you've got to have somebody at least for, if you've got no one it was that zero on one <laughs> with like the majority of them. I just thought, but that just says who you are. That's why you, your person complaining. Yeah, I think but, it's a, a lot of it is like it's having a shit. They, you know, they're not necessarily bitter all the time. But if you're having a shit day, you're annoyed by something or annoyed by us in this instance. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Fair so enough. easy to, and you're actively encouraged to comment on things. You know, but the comment box the, is right there. It, it's easy for you. I to need do. you to. I need you to see that I'm angry yeah, yeah, at what you're doing. But that, that yeah. you're just saying what's wrong with you. That's all you're doing. Hey, they got they got rid of the yeah. Well, you know, I think this is all uh, uh, constructive criticism, and we need to take it on board and move on. Really, no, I just felt sorry for. I just felt sorry for them. And when the numbers showed up, I just thought, "Ah, you've chosen that life. You've chosen the life of poison, (laughs) and now it's turned up. Like what's that saying? Don't stare into the abyss because the abyss will stare back at you. That's what they've made that deal. That's why Karem watches Joe Rogan instead of us. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Karem. How you doing, Karim? You're right. Spicy I, I just went back to the video and I'm still saying after you written, I it's I don't know, I get some kind of it's funny like how unrelenting it is. 
Um, I'll be still carrying on now. Because, because you've written something and under it, under what oh. you have written, someone said, conversations have and capitalized two or more people talking. So no, it was not a conversation. I don't think that's <laughs> fair. Just I... like, what? They're just Wait, like, what's two or more people? On. What's the conversation? Yeah, but I, th- I think they were, they were trying to insinuate that you were just talking all the time. And it well, was not, not a true, conversation. But no, I didn't true, really got course, that because there was times where he was carrying on for a long while. Like, I think maybe at the beginning, that's what it was, where we were sort of joking backwards and forwards. But by 10, 15 minutes in, he was going off and talking about different things that he'd done. Yeah, but people probably stopped. <clears throat> well, then they got yeah. no right to comment. Yeah. You can't look at... Imagine if I commented on a film that I'd seen five minutes on and then went, oh, it's a rubbish film. Well, people, got, people do that all the time. Most people don't uh, read. Most people, yeah. most people don't read. Like, like, people comment on news articles and they'll just maybe read the headline, maybe the whole headline, yeah. and then they start going and going, this is disgusting, yeah. oh, these bloody people. But the overall, th- yeah. the overall yeah. thing is, I just felt sorry for them when there's just nobody was following them. I thought, oh, you've got, n- it's, that's what you, that's the numbers you should have for the people that are writing those in. It works, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's the universe clicking into place. And I thought, oh, that's quite, that's, it actually made me sort of feel warm inside that the universe has done <laughs> something right. That's what filled you with festive cheer, was it? <laughs> no, it was because the universe had, there was justice to it. The, it it clicked into place. I thought, oh, that makes sense. And so that's a beautiful thing. Right, that's right. a beautiful thing. Um, anyway, uh, talking on the internet, I, I've been making up some, I've made some notes that I've just seen weird things I've seen online. So Andrew, you might need your <laughs> oh, computer. Is this a new, is this a new segment? Yeah, yeah it's, I've been trying to force in. The show. There were segments and in other news that we were going to uh, put on, but because yeah, we keep so. can't get settled anywhere, but we will start becoming more formulated. Formulate. For, what's the word? Formulaic. Formulaic. Um, when we get back to the new studio, and we actually we've got we can relax a bit. But um, so Nat West, I've just got fined two hundred sixty-five million for um uh, um they, they pleaded guilty. To oh god, what is it? Can you they Google were money laundering? Weren't they? Yeah, money laundering. Wasn't and it just there was, ba- literally bags of cash? Yeah, there was one point <laughs> uh, where si- seven hundred thousand pounds were taken into the account in black bags and bins. And it's like it, that uh, scene in Scarface, yeah. Where yeah, they just keep cut, like the yeah. montage. They keep turning up yeah. like more and more bags of yeah. money. Yeah, and they've been fined two hundred sixty-five million. That's a like a bank. Like I think over five thousand pounds or something like that. You have to. It has to, an alarm has to go off. And over ten thousand, it has to be investigated like cash. So you go. I said he brought nearly a million pounds in in black bags, and they and I looked. Um, no one's in jail. No one's in jail. No, like corporate thing, no. They'll probably get a fine or something yeah. like that. There was something I saw recently. I don't know if it was America or in England. There was a woman was getting done. I think it was like some money went into her account. Is one of those things by mistake. Somebody put the wrong sort code in and it got into her account. And it was like £20,000. And she left it for ages. And then she was like a single mother or something. She ended up dipping in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then two years later, they found out, wanted the money back. She hasn't got it and all that. And they say she was looking at up to five years in jail. And I think then this, and it was only a few days before I saw that. I thought, what a joke. What a 20 grand. And w- she didn't. And she didn't aim big enough. That's the thing. You, yeah, if it had been twenty million. Like, yeah, she, she got pat just, on the back. She'd be on time, mag- a time yeah. uh, person of the year. Not, yeah. not even any talk about somebody going in jail. Two hundred fifty. Just disgusting. Um, and Andrew, have you got your? Can you enter your laptop without anything crashing? Uh, there's only one way to find out. Can we do it? I can do it. I can do oh, it. Tra- what do you need? So it was the the ch- the the China have got done the real life Squid Game. 
Oh, it's yeah, but that's like a it's like a oh, no. frozen. I did it. Oh, I leaned no. down. Oh, I dropped you... my pencil. Stop moving. No, you, you breathe near the laptop. I know. Uh-oh. I don't. Even, I was like, ah, oh, he'll be fine. Andrew, you're not going to have to drop out and drop in again, are you? You can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah can but hear I can't. You, you don't. You're not moving. <laughs> well, Karim, <laughs> can he physically drop in and drop out and keep the audio recording or not? Did, didn't we just do that now? What do you mean? Uh, just before the show, what did we do to solve it? He, oh, he I, just I just left and came back. Well, yeah, let's just. I can do it. Let's back. see what happens. Right. Right. Yeah, let, let's let's try. <laughs> um, with the whole I was going to say about in the, in the meantime. Okay, about money laundering and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I remember Barclays, this was a while ago, I think about 10 something years ago. Barclays had the biggest corporate fine in history uh, for money laundering. No, sorry, it's HSBC. HSBC had the biggest corporate Bank, fine in history. Yeah. Um, and because they were bringing, they were basic money laundering for the cartels, I think the. I think it was the Sinaloa cartel, so one of the big cartels in Mexico. And it was they were literally bringing over hundreds of millions like a month. And they, in fact, got into the point where these convoys were coming up from Mexico. And they actually started, they did a deal with the cartel where they're actually providing um, private security for them. Oh, so they were paying for private yeah, security yeah. To, to protect these things. And like they, they ended up getting fined billions because they were like, where's this coming from? This is coming from like shops and like yeah, like yeah. you know dry cleaners in like mexico like what the hell but oh. it's yeah it's just that thing of just and no consequence not even in the talk of consequence just a fine that's all it is yeah. a fine bung it on yeah yeah but if it's worth hundreds of billions what's that fine do it does nothing just bounces off them um, um well the, the queen can tax evade and, and do yeah. you know money laundering schemes and that's fine and we're just all supposed to forget. You know? Yeah, it's like you've just got to get used to the fact that, no, it is literal. It's not a, yeah, that is just the system. That, that Why are you complaining about it almost? Um, Karim, did you bring up the China real life squid game thing? Yes. What was it saying on there? What was the specifics of it? I couldn't. China's real life squid game. How organs are harvested from thousands every week for a kill to order market and why the world is powerless to stop it, it says. And so that's the other thing. I mean, there's a big thing with. Um, in like the Asian countries where that they are poor and there are people that are going into sort of small rural areas and just saying like, we'll give you 5,000 pounds for that person's kidney. We'll give you that. And they've got nothing. And then they ship them over first class, get the thing out and ship them back again. And you go, that's real. Not just like some weird little thing that goes on a lot. Like I think there's a thing in America now where they're having to actually say this did not come from like, an impoverished person's background like it was they're having to source organs yeah yeah like blood diamonds i want to know the free from free from but yeah jesus christ like buying i mean it that's a film like that is a horror film that buying organs out of people for the rich basically that's what it comes down to um uh, also the andrew so where's that andrew you still there I don't know. Am I still there? Yes, well, you are. Visually, hey. yeah, yeah, you are. Am I there. echoey? No, no, no you're not have, echoey. You're have we given up on the? Have we given up on the the visual changing then? Yeah, I think so. But I never know if you're there. That's the thing. <laughs> am I, I not? Quite... Am I not here? Yeah, I could, yeah, we can hear you. We, but we can can't... hear you. We can't. Oh, see I can you. see my mother. Thing. But I, I don't know what it is about this laptop. Um, That's I, I'm echoey for myself. Uh, so it's very confusing. But yet. Um, do you have any There's other some weird glitch with Skype. Just on your laptop? Like Skype. Yeah. What, what brand know. is it? Huawei will shame you. Oh, see, this oh. is what I mean. Mm. Come on, Andrew. You're supposed to be a revolutionary and you're using bloody hacked equipment, uh, apparently. 
<laughs> you, You're right, because no, no one has ever hacked anything other than a Huawei. You have got some, uh, what's, what is it your grandmother was? Uh, Chinese. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. But you're not not saying something. Yeah, what do you not say? Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what is it you're not saying? Yeah. That's a great statement. You're right. Um, if uh, if you don't have a Huawei, then uh, what? The I don't. Secret I, Service can't. I don't hack want people you. listening to our conversations. <laughs> I'm bought, worried about um, I bought, how my audio like big, is going to sound. Yeah, you, you now start yeah. started to sound a bit uh, robotic. Yeah, that's a that's an official sound engineer term. Oh yeah, oh. I'm just gonna do oh medium of dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So also, um, there was a thing about this. Uh, there was a guy who got a re- got nicked. He had to go to court because he tried to pay for fuel with the commemorative coins. You know the fifty quid coin things. Oh yeah, you get these in England for overseas. Yeah. The Queen brings out coins like, that aren't usual currency, <clears throat> and they basically wouldn't accept it. And he was like, well, no, this is like a, it's a, it's a, an official, it's legal tender. You might not have seen it before, but um, yeah, he got nicked for you to go to court. Um, and, but they had to pay him back. Like we got £5,000 um, uh, money back to say, no, you look, technically it's legal tender. They should have had to accept it. Um, and I was just looking up some other things I didn't realise about like the money. So you, you, the shops legally, they don't have to accept one or two P's over for 20 quid or more below there's that there's a certain yeah there's yeah, a certain 20 amount quid. Yeah. and um they can accept coin commemorative stuff or uh, sorry they can accept coins but they don't have to accept them over 50 quid so over 50 that's the limit where you now have to pay in notes so one or two p's up to 20 quid they can say no after that um but even that's a bloody stretch you think no fiver you know why 20 imagine going into the shop with 20 quids worth of one and two p's yeah, I I remember. Just if you want to fuck with people. Oh, he's back. You back? Oh yes, you're back. Am I back and alive? Yes. Yeah. Hey. Yay! It was the word "fuck" that I think did it. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I was very broke one day, and I went down the shop with uh, um, loads of two p's, like about three or four quid to buy like food. Last week, twenty twenty one. It's a couple of years ago. Like I I didn't have anything to put because it was a huge amount of like yeah. two p's. It was all two p's, and like so I put it in a sock. <laughs> And then tied it on the end. There's I something funny have, about that. Yeah, well, because I, I didn't really think. And then, like, literally, I pulled it out and, like, stumped it on the Boom. on the thing. And the dude was like, whoa, yeah. dude. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, yeah. But that almost sounded like an attack. I was supposed to hit the panic button. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But he didn't, because I was like, right, I've counted it out. It is exactly £4.92. Right. Oh, my God. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Just whatever. Keep I, your smelly sock. Take the money <laughs> and the sock. He just took it all. And he's like, okay, I believe you. I'm not counting. Yeah. I'll give you 20 quid to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should have put the sock in a shoe. Just put the whole thing on the table. <laughs> oh, I should have taken a shoe. <laughs> Do you I'm have cartoon it. flies? Yeah. Was this in the company of Spaghetti Man by any chance? Yeah. Uh, 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 kind of. No. Right. Yeah, but around four that time pound, we were hanging out. But the four quid, I thought you were going to say that, 30, 40 quid, four pounds. He got that low. The yeah. reservoir was dry. <laughs> but I just had loads of, I had like a piggy bank full of two peas. Can you remember what you did with the four quid? Or <laughs> oh, it's not. This isn't Hollywood, is it? <laughs> it, it wasn't like desperation. It wasn't for baby food. It was a pack of fags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, it is another stupid one. Stupid is the stupid does. Yeah. Um, they, they've done a statistic that um, uh, this is one for you, Andrew. Um, finding life on dating apps. Uh, it, the, the relationships are six times more likely to uh, end in divorce if you if you met on a dating app. Okay. Look, they've looked at the statistics. Concerned? Well, I'm not married, so no. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I I hope me and my girlfriend will just have to not it, get divorced. It's barely relevant from our to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the nearest one, love. It's a bit arbitrary me bringing it up. But anyway, yeah. So if you've met on Rem, a dating how app, how did he meet your wife? No, he was normal. Uh, when I was in. Uh, middle school actually yeah uh, a long time. And, and then we dated in high school was this before or after you were uh, 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 tear gassed in the face by the police that was before see how I slipped that in there and yeah I mean, no, knowing was, that Andrew not, would bring... with all the delicacy of a tear gas attack <laughs> but why why I, I, were you tear gassed in the Andrew, face yeah for the question to follow it was just uh, um, just a standard Tuesday in Turkey. Yeah, 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 yeah kind of. <laughs> just on my way to <laughs> we, were, we shouldn't laugh about we were, we were. I was at the sweet shop buying some sweets. <laughs> I had £4.92 in pennies. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Swinging like, it around well, my head. We what was it? Was it wasn't you defending a park or a tree or something? Yeah, yeah. This was, this was back in 2013 when uh, things were very tense, unlike... <clears throat> every other time where it's also that, was that tense. when it had the the kind of weird coup no that's 20 was that later 17 i want to say i think that it wasn't was too long ago was it? yeah it's been a while yeah, so yeah. what was you fighting against uh against this big park in the central in central istanbul um just being destroyed and put they were going to put up this other thing, like the, this is more, more cement, more buildings, basically. It started like that, but then it turned into like an uprising against yeah. you know, all these kind of oppression and stuff, basically. And then but, what happened? <clears throat> and well, we were like every, like a lot of people went to the park to protest and not let the, like all the um, demolishing machinery. machinery to work basically and after a day or two uh they started the police started the retaliation and they tried to like push people back and it grew more and more and more um and you know on unequal uh force <laughs> yeah they always do that yeah. they? we've got to kill yeah. everyone there yeah I, I, and the first time it, it, it didn't happen once it happened a few times when i was there and what did, they, uh, did, they, did they give you a smack or did they gas you? They did both. They gassed us and then they also smacked us. They they actually use um, plastic bullets as well. Oh my God. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have that on me, yeah. but I had the others. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that's a proper producer. If you if you if you're a producer that hasn't been tear gassed or smacked by an authoritarian, <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's who we work with. On shows. Yeah. Um, oh, that's Show good, me the times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles, have you ever had any run-ins with the police? Yeah, I'm not going to go into it. Oh, really? <laughs> did uh, Karen, Did that stop the? Yes. Tearing down? It worked. It oh, there you go. Still there. That's cool. That's there cool. we go. What's well, unusual? Because you think they wouldn't, it, they, they can't back down, can they, they saw But they, what they did, though, they built a huge mosque right next to it. Like a oh, okay. huge mosque. On there. there was a small mosque there. 
tuck, tuck behind some buildings and then they just tore all those buildings down. I'm surprised they didn't the same, do anything because um, they never usually lose face, do they? They can't, it's just quite, they're usually quite immature, the authoritarians, so they always have to win out eventually. Well, yeah, yeah, but then the, you know, the pro, they kind of were like, okay, let's stop these protests. We're not gonna, we're not gonna it say, worth it. we're not gonna say you win. Right, yeah. But, it's just like it's not worth it, it, it divided the, well it, it did divide the country even more so it's the not country. like it's not like a win win it's right. not like a winning scenario it's it's still a winning scenario for them but you know they they still didn't do but you also you always it, that's quite a clever tactic because it's like well we didn't tear down the park but we did build this massive mosque and then you yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. They, you're pleasing they, they, both they sides then for, yeah. for their own advantage after yeah yeah <clears throat> because that's gonna they marginalize you know all these people and yeah Kind that's of. quite clever because you appeal to yes. the conservatives by saying we've built this we've made this mosque even more massive <laughs> but then you also appeal to the more perhaps yeah. liberal leaning side by saying but we didn't yeah. tear down the park yeah yeah and you can't complain actually. you can't complain they're like look we built a big huge mosque people go yeah, all right. yeah you can't really it's hard to be be like <laughs> no boo to the yeah. place where place where people want to Pray in peace yeah. and mind Worship. their own business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a bit trick- difficult then. I was watching, uh, there was a, a, a documentary that's come out about Muhammad Ali, this four-part hour-long thing, ABC or something like that. And um, it was funny because it, it was, you, you think of somebody that's so righteous with Muhammad Ali, like you know, the other thing he was willing to give up and die for. But he had that thing again, the same as Mal- uh, Martin Luther King, where constant affairs, constant yeah. cheating on your wife, like, uh, embarrassingly so like to the so you yeah, think it's strange of... isn't it like on one part of your life you could be so live or die and the other side i can't help myself again and again and again yeah but it's it's people up i mean it's sort of people are out you know we put these people on a pedestal but they are ultimately and there's not to excuse it but just to say that they are you know they are human and they there's a, a podcast called evil genius um when you just uh i we're by uh, Russell Kane, uh, the comedian. Um, hasn't been on for a little while, I don't think, not since earlier this year. And they take people from both, you know, so, for example, someone who we would revere, revere like Gandhi or, yeah. or uh, Martin Luther King. Gandhi, so sure they have done. Yeah, well, Gandhi is a bit like, yikes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, or Mother Teresa, for example, <clears throat> excuse me, or someone like Margaret Thatcher, who is generally quite demonised, and, and they present the case for why they were evil or why they were genius. Yeah. And it is, it is quite staggering some of the people you know charlie chapman in this cultural icon who yeah. also basically uh had sex with a 15 year old and um, she might have <laughs> oh, even been young the, oh. one of the um i mean i think again he's one of these blokes who had about 57 different wives over the course of his life and i think one of them was very young but obviously elvis who people you know again a cultural icon but used to enjoy watching underage girls um i'm sorry this is not very pleasant but underage girls wrestling their underwear for his pleasure and that's obviously what's the best we know. And that obviously he, um, although they were together until his death, but then Priscilla Presley was was underage quite significantly um, when they first got together. Now, both they always said, and she's always said ever even since he passed, where one could say that, oh, she might have the freedom to, to say if something did happen. But she always said, no, we never, we never did anything until I was overage. But... Still, that's even if that's true, you're like that's a bit icky. Still, if you're yeah. some guy in your thirties going weird. out with a fifteen-year-old, yeah, you know, even if you're fourteen just hold... when they met, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, but yeah, it is like yikes. Um, but there's also, you know, there's all... like 
Buddy Holly. Was it Buddy Holly? <clears throat> oh, I don't know about that. No, the, the, I don't. I don't mean as in to refute. I mean, I don't. I genuinely no, don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people. But there was, a, there was a band. I can't remember one of the main major bands that were touring around, and their groupies were like 15 years old going on the tour bus. Yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, unfortunately, um, <laughs> unfortunately, it's the wrong choice of words. Do you but, know, um, um, oh, what's his name? Steve Coogan, he's playing Jimmy Savile in the yeah. in the documentary about his life. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, it's a it's what? a good um, because he's a very good actually Steve. dramatic actor. But it is, and once you say one, you don't think, oh, Steve Coogan looks like, but he's sort of got that kind of pointed chin. And but you know, in yeah. in the original been... spitting image, he was the first did the spit of this the. Oh, okay. oh did he do Yeah, you oh, know right. when they used to do that all jingle jangle, you know, all that. Now then, now then. Yeah, yeah. that came from him. Steve Coogan yeah. made that up. He never actually said all those things. No, he didn't. No, but true. he did the voices for it. So now I saw a scene of him and it's got the tracksuit and the ponytail. It looks really I weird. It's like, yeah, oh. I think I've seen an image of it. Um, yeah. It's one of these weird things. I'm like, I don't. And a friend of mine is in it, actually, as a, as a, uh, a supporting character. Oh, I, I don't okay. know how much. I think he's playing a detective. But um, is it a docudrama then? Uh, yeah, no, I think it like is. I think it is a. I think it is a drama. Drama, just straight up drama. But oh, it yeah. is a bit. It's one of those things. I go. You go. Like, I don't know. Because there's no. There's that. no. It doesn't end yeah. well, does it? There's no justice. Because he got nothing. away with it. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. justice is yeah. the 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 infamy of his yeah. name and his reputation. But it, it is sort of like, well, that doesn't mean anything to him, and he doesn't have. Yeah, you know, there's no one going. Oh, well, I was part of the. Ge-. I'm sure so there I don't probably know are what the, what the, in terms of a storyline, what how it ends because it's sort of like he did it and he got away with it. What's the? I suppose I mean, the, unless the, it was the laws, need to watch this, you know, you, like why yeah. do I need to watch this? Uh, unless it was at the end, they would have to play on the fact that laws were changed, people were arrested, blah blah blah. You know. No one was. I think there were all sorts of. <clears throat> it opened up a can of worms, um, at the BBC uh, yeah. where. It was saying, well, what else the fuck was going on? Um, yeah. I mean, that wasn't the name of the official investigation, yeah. but there was all sorts of things. And um, so some people, again, kind of thinking back to me too, but you had people like Dave Lee Travis who were being exposed as as uh, uh, sexual predators, but also the odd instance where someone was accused of something so, for example, Paul Gambaccini was, who's a radio DJ. Oh, yeah. um, several, he was accused of um, of uh, sexual assault, and he, but there was no evidence to corroborate. And he said, "But the thing is, now I'm forever linked and tarnished, along with yeah. Savile and all these other people. But there is, I think, there's actually substantial evidence to disprove any allegations against him. I'd have, I don't, I'm not sure on the latest developments. Do you know, that, but, um, the, the uh, you know the, the the cover of Nirvana with the baby, the floating yeah. baby, yeah." That got that baby is now suing them for yeah, sexual exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, he's suing them because he's a, a, a yeah. It was a, it's a, a very yeah. strange. Um, but he's but for the longest longest time now, obviously someone's entitled, of course, to change their opinion. But the, for the, the longest longest time, he's lived quite happily off that fame. Um, yeah. yeah, even recreating Re- that. Recreating, I think the same for yeah. like countless mm. times. Yeah. And it's sort of a bit. Um, I don't know how a law could a, a, a judge could allow that. That just, well, because uh, I guess the parents, yeah, I guess the parents if they sign release forms. But his argument is, well, I was a baby. I mean, um, uh, there's no right really... and wrong. So it's you've got it's that's got to be an out of court settlement, isn't it? Uh, yeah, like, I think you, take you, just break him, you just break uh, him. That's just, all you're which here is for. probably what he's aiming for. I'm yeah, sure he's probably yeah, yeah. suing for, yeah. you know, fifty million pounds, and he'll take seventy grand, which is often what these, you know, when you hear these outlandish. Uh, things of um, 
for example, the woman who tried to sue a Pop-Tarts or whoever it is, yeah. Kellogg's, I think it is, for £5 million because she wasn't getting nutrition. Uh, she found that it was misleading about the straw, how many strawberries were in it and the <laughs> nutrition. Now, I'm sure in, in her private moments and with her lawyer... They're probably like you're not getting five million quid. You're not even yeah. getting one. You might get you might get ten grand. But yeah. That's what you just, do. You you, yeah, you make a you, lot more. Yeah, and then yeah you get they're, they're paying you yeah. fuck off and shut up money. I don't know what, what is that thing with America. Why is it that that the amounts are so much bigger for like personal injury and all that? Is it the size of the company that you're? Um, how much the company's valued at? I don't, don't know. hear that in America. If you get a broken armor here, you get like ten grand, whatever. In America, yeah, it'd be like one point like, eight million for a. I was gonna yeah, say, you, you don't, don't, you don't for a broken pay arm. ridiculous amounts to mend that arm. That's true. true. But it's also, I think there is that entitlement thing of like you've inconvenienced me, so now you need to pay me a million pounds. Yeah, but I mean, oh. why is it so much bigger in America? That's what I don't. Understand. Why are I fines think, hundreds of millions? I think we don't do emotional damage. I think it's lots oh, of right. earnings. I think you have to oh, prove, okay. like, like I think with like uh, uh, liable and slander, for instance, you you can't you can't. I think you can sue in America for like emotional distress right, and stuff yeah. like that, uh, which is why it's just such a nebulous figure. And we, you know, just put any number on it. Whereas, <laughs> crack it out, have um, another drink, yeah, crack it over, yeah. Um, whereas in England, I don't. You have to prove loss of earnings. So in America, it's a lot more psychologist, therapist, sort of a long term. Over here, we don't really have that whole psychology thing going, do we? Really? <laughs> yeah. If you break your arm, you have to. You can say, "Well, I couldn't go to work for six yeah. months, yeah. Or whatever," and so I lost this much earnings and whatever. But with America, Whereas, everyone's like seeing a therapist. That whole big industry. They're bigger. all offended by everything, but it's also freedom of oh, speech God. and everything. Else. I tell you, the portions are huge, and everyone's fat. <laughs> Oh yeah, the portions though, <laughs> and it's and it's tornadoes all the time. Yeah, um, I listened to um, recently. Oh, we've I listened to now. Oh, I can't think. Of, uh, but one of them anyway was the Will Smith autobiography. Um, oh okay, it's oh, quite well, interesting. Quite interesting. free free will or something. You like need that? will. I need. I can't remember. I can't. It's it's some pun on will yeah. power and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and will yeah the Will Smith autobiography. This is Karem. Yeah. yeah. I've seen let the poster. Just, let me just find it. Oh no, it just says "Will" on the front. Oh, is it? I've oh, really? it says like some pun. No, on the poster there was some pun, wasn't there? Oh, it oh, oh maybe that's what it is, and I mistook that. For and maybe, that was yeah. the title. I assumed it was the same. It's a shame when you like somebody, oh, and you sort of no, 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 and you go, "I like what he's. It, he is what you'd think. Like that's yeah. the main thing." But he immediately starts off with that he's slightly. You know when people do autobiographies and they go on the tour and they will say, "Oh, it's so honest," and all that. You go, "Yeah, it's honest at a distance. It's not really making him look bad. It's like it's I honest as much hard. as your publishers and lawyers would." Yeah. Admit. Oh, I work hard and I, you know, <laughs> I give ups. But he starts off. And he's saying the person you know is Will Smith, like the actor, the this, the that. He said, it's fake. He said, I'm a coward. Like, I've always been a coward. Oh. I'm ashamed. I'm, everything is, you see is fake. It's not real. This is my story of being scared. And he actually talks about things of being scared as a kid. And he, he had the whole thing of, um, you know, they weren't broke poor, but they dad owned like an ice shop. And um, he was abusive. Oh, what, sorry? I sold ice in Philadelphia. No, ice, you just get ice. So he had like a part-time, you know, you know, with it, uh, ice, they yeah. bags of ice, literally yeah. just that. Well, as in literally just like bags of ice cubes. Yeah. Didn't he do it in Rocky? A... Didn't Rocky do that? In one, he was carrying ice. He was ice. a butcher, wasn't he? I thought. 
Oh, no, yeah. Didn't Paulie work? But you would so have... I, guess, I know, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm getting distracted by the wrong detail, but I'm like, what do you mean No, but a lot ice, of the, a lot okay, like right. the Southern, um, where it's very hot, you have yeah. ice industries where people will deliver ice and ice bricks, uh, uh, okay, ice cubes. Fine. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I, like I'm huge sacks of it will be delivered yeah. somewhere. Okay, It's like fine. a big thing because it's constantly hot. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so his dad had this ice shop and this is, you know, 30 whatever years ago. And he talks about working there and just literally shoveling ice and how much it weighed and how many you do into a bag and all that sort of stuff. But his dad was very, um, he was, he, was, he had to leave the army because he belted somebody, but he took, the he took that mentality into the family of like military, everything was military. And he was basically said, I was petrified of his dad, like petrified, listening to his footsteps, what sort of mood was he in, What beating up his mum, you know, all sort of, sort of things like that. And he was always annoyed that he couldn't do anything and he was scared and he was ashamed of himself. He even talks about one time um, where... There was, a, there was a house he was told not to go to because it was like a paedophile there and he saw a young girl going up the pathway and the door opening and the, him seeing it and the guy sort of beckoning the girl to come in. Fucking and, hell. And he, Sorry. He, he said he just ran home and hid in the cupboard because he was so scared that the guy might have seen him and he said I had these bloody voices in my head and what this the coward in me was trying to tell me don't be silly he's going to come and get you and his other voice was saying you're a stupid little ch you're so scared you're petrified you're this and then the other voice was saying something could be happening right now if you don't go and tell somebody and then your other voice was kicking in and he's and he didn't tell anything he said i didn't tell anyone um he said it was all right because it turned out a grown-up had seen her go in and somebody had called the police and all that but it was just he kept doing explaining these things of like i was just a coward i had no i was just constantly scared and the whole thing was him being um funny because funny meant safety. He was trying to make his dad laugh a lot. And if I make him laugh, then he's not going to be in a bad mood. He's not going to attack the mum. And then that just spilled out into everything. It was a control mechanism. Wherever I go, I want people to be laugh. And it's to make them so there's no friction. Because he's constantly scared. And his whole thing is like, my whole character's fake. He said, I'm, I'm a scared it's character. interesting. That's, that's sort of a bit like um, uh, Ryan Reynolds sort of fairly recently said. Who's that? that um, the guy who plays Deadpool. Um, trying to think what else he's. That's probably still what he's most famous for, isn't it? But probably he's an American actor. But very, his kind of persona. He, he's sort of one of these people that kind of basically plays themselves in everything. But that's what you, you know, you you pay your ticket for that. Um, but he's sort of wisecracking and very droll and self-deprecating and all this kind of stuff and very fast talking and acerbic. And he said that that is actually his, because he suffers from massive anxiety. So it's almost like yeah, he's so on the controls, front foot with this yeah. Yeah. constant stream of jibber-jabber to then he, control he, the situation. He talks about even like with his relationships, this thing. He said, I'm a pleaser. He said, I will strangle somebody by just trying to please them again and again. He said, because to me, if there was any gap, like they didn't think I was amazing, then they must think I'm shit and they see inside me, and that's why everything falls apart. He said, so I constantly would ruin things by trying to overdo things, overdo things constantly and suffocate people. Um, but he talks about his dad, yeah, so his dad, there was a, the big thing he's mentioned in his life was building a wall, like this giant great wall outside the house that needed to be built. Yeah, build that wall. Dad, Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Build, build, build. It, it was it, in yeah. Philadelphia. Lock, lock everyone up, lock everyone yeah. up. Just lock everyone but, up. <laughs> It sort of stayed with him as it would when you're a kid. They said he said this massive wall. It took them a year of building it. They went there to go and play with friends. It's him and his brother, and they were like, "He was saying this wall will never be built in my life. It's not enough. It was a huge. I think it's like a ten foot wall thick." And he's like a kid, like seven eight years old, 
and his dad what like would be saying to him like because they would just be fighting it mentally it's not going to work we can't do it and for a year they had to build this wall and his dad did it just to prove a point because they said they couldn't do it and he was the, the, he break he would break it down to say look the dad would be saying there's no such thing as a wall there's just one brick there is no wall stop seeing the whole fucking wall there is no wall there's just one brick and he said you know they hated it the whole way across the rogan and he just said we put all the bricks down and when it was done dad just said so don't ever say you can't do anything again and he said that just stayed with me the rest of the life it's just one brick stop seeing the whole wall because you won't do it just see the brick if you lay that brick and again it's a mental way of doing it but it sort of stayed with him so he uses that throughout his life is every huge problem that people can't do because it's impossible he said i'll just break it down to that single thing but um obviously it's, it's that old it's that old football cliche isn't it of just uh, focusing on the next game you know what i mean there was yeah. lots lots of teams say that they say no 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 i'm not thinking about the season or anything we're just preparing for the next game yeah. we're 40 we're step. 40 points ahead in the league <laughs> yeah. and there's only a possible 41 <laughs> left but uh, we're only focusing on we're not thinking about the title yet we're just focusing on the next yeah. game the, the 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 funny thing was though so he was very grounded and yeah he's from philadelphia it's a rough area and all that and the, the thing is he uh, after his first well, west, uh, west we've all, we've all got the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 he does um yeah. he, he, <laughs> he on, a, he, on it, a playground he goes through the whole thing <laughs> Well, the thing is that that he said that came from reality. Like everything that happened, it, even in his the guy he met who ended up being his bodyguard was one of the guys that was bullying him in the video, um, oh, okay. like a big drug dealer that he ended up being his bodyguard. <clears throat> but he's the one he said when you see me getting like threatened, that he said that's my bodyguard. Like that. And, but the story was like that's what happened. I had to move away and blah 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 and all this thing. Um, but anyway, but he does talk about the fact that how it all went completely tits up when he's like in his early 20s when he was so big like he had the record out the this and that and then it all just went to kaput and there was one point where everyone was just embarrassed because it failed and he couldn't even get into a club like they wouldn't they didn't know they didn't want him in there and people were coming out and seeing his face and saying no and just everything had collapsed and he had to borrow like five grand and just disappear and he had nothing left and like all that confidence everything had just been knocked out of him and then he gets built up accidentally through the fresh principal area and blah 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 well that's um, why he took it wasn't he because he was broke yeah he had no interest somebody just said to him can you act and uh, uh, Quincy Jones I think it was and he had to do an audition at a party which he said I spent 10 minutes trying to convince him I can't I cannot audition in front of people with no (laughs) and the guy said to him Okay, he said, "We well, how about next week? Yeah, do you want to do it next week?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, thank you." Blah blah blah, because blah. they were literally moving furniture at a party. Go, Will's going to interview for this thing. He said, "No, oh. you can't do this to me. You can't. You cannot do this to me." Dance, um, yeah, dance, yeah. <laughs> dance for everyone. But um, Quincy like, Jones, okay. he went. He was going through. Quincy Jones was like, uh, "Okay, well, uh, how's next week?" And he said, "Oh, thank." He said, "Yeah." He said, "I'll start. Oh, yeah, okay, that'd be great." And he said, Quincy Jones went. Um, well, would two weeks be better? Would you prefer two weeks? What I mean, that would be perfect. Two weeks would be perfect. And, but he said, I sort of realised that he was just taking the piss. And he went, okay, yeah. well, this is what's going to happen. A week from now, I'm going to try and get people. He's not going to be free. This is going to happen. Then he's going to say, I'm going to book till next week. We'll try and do it next week. And then so-and-so is going to tell me that their kid got sick or somebody had to go away. And that guy's assistant was going to have to book him for a month away. And then just, you know what's going to happen after that? Nothing. He said, everyone that needed to do this show is right here in this room. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And so he had to just perform in front of them. But the most interesting thing was he started, this is all reality. It's like, scared of the mum blood on the walls you know the threats of the mum backwards and forwards him being he said i could i was so scared of my dad i couldn't even leave the house when my brother kept antagonizing him 
because his brother just one of them people that just he, he hated the dad so but he was petrified of everyone so he was trying to keep the peace all the time but he said when they run away he he didn't have any of the balls to run away so he ended up staying with the dad so it's all this going through then but you see the transition to living into california with a lot of money and then he meets so he meets the one girl and she cheats on him which is the then that he said that broke his spirit as a teenager because he was like he couldn't he physically couldn't cheat on anybody he said i can't do it he said it's not in me and then he finds out that the girl he went on went on tour and he's like arguing with his band or the people in his band because they're bringing girls around and he's like getting pissed off at them and they're arguing about it and he comes back to find that his girlfriend that he was in love with that he was going to marry had cheated on him and he's like it broke him he literally went back to his mum's house he was crying and all this and um but then so he meets some other people i'll go through the story but then he meets the jada who the jada yeah she's sort of a lot into woo woo sort of land as well where everything has to be perfect love all right i was Um, about to be like what's woo woo land you know just la la you know everything's sounds like a euphemism okay um but she what happened then is you there's two people that should have just been best friends were sort of like they were trying to create love but it's like one of those people where if it isn't perfect then you can't be the right person do you know what i mean it's like everything has to fit do they and does he um do they <laughs> yeah they did have a, yeah, do they was, ad- yeah do they address the fact that she um had an affair no so what happened is because yeah, i was going was, to ask i was going to ask are they going to get yeah. the details because well they weren't I, spo- I, yeah I, he does really really big fan of him and like i loved him on fresh prince Bello and he seemed like such a cool guy and his private life just seems his his married life seems a bit of a mess. Well, he said he what he uh, he was a godly person, and his grandmother brought him out the way. He said when the girl cheated on him, and then he went sod it when the tour and just started sleeping with girls. He said it was so casual sex was so anti everything that he believed in. He said that when I was having sex with them, I would actually start like wanting to throw up, and there was times where he threw up because this was just not what he wanted to do. He that he said like I literally would throw up in front of and they'd be like what the fuck and he said because felt like <laughs> this I- guy's kinky <laughs> yeah oh he said he even said right he said it's so oh, anti, no like, get, no getting annoyed at people he said when the girl cheated on him he said it was like his world ended because this was the girl he was going to marry every, in his head everything was perfect and now she's had sex with somebody else while he's been on tour arguing with friends about not doing anything and he said so his, his world collapsed like just that's how much he believed in love and the one person and all that. Mm. And he said, when I left, he said, I was so angry. I thought I had to smash something up, even though I knew I didn't want to. But I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And he's saying in the autobiography, he said, I know this sounds mad, like when I'm telling you these things, but I'm telling you what I was thinking at the time. He said, so I picked something up and I was smashing things. But then I was thinking, oh, I might wake the grandmother up. I better not do it. But he said, I didn't want to do it. I just thought I, that was what happens. You're supposed to get angry and smash something up, but I didn't want to. But I thought um, I'd better do it. it in it my weird. head, I can imagine um, Tommy was out lazily trashing his room at the end of the like, <laughs> yeah. Just going, oh, 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 oh. But he, he, he said, it was so strange. I didn't want to do it, but I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. But you he's really odd. Like, really. Yeah. He really did believe that like... um. He talks about people mocking him for not being a gangster. And he said, but I'm not gonna, that's a fake. <laughs> like, because he said it was a big thing at that time as well. Run DM attitude and all that. You're supposed to be like. Yeah, but Run DMC weren't very gangster rappy. No, but they? every everyone was doing that. It was that yeah, attitude, yeah. the arms crossed and who. It, but he said, I just didn't. That wasn't me. That wasn't. So it he was. Is, just, um, 
I think I, I do like that Family Guy parody of, gonna, yeah. of Will Smith. Yeah. Woo ha ha! Oh, yeah. and I yeah, always pay, school, pull out the yeah. chair when I pull out my <laughs> when we yeah. go for a date. Yeah, but he, maybe get a part-time job and give some money to your mum to help out yeah. with the bills. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's wholesome he, rap. Yeah, though. yeah, it's wholesome stuff. He was doing a lot of um, battle raps, like him and Jazzy Jeff, like mm. the, the DJ, was like almost autism level, like. DJing like he was like people he was off the chain compared to anyone else in the country in terms of DJing and scratching like he was he wasn't just like a, a caricature everyone was like that guy is insane he would be going to rap battles of people have been doing it for like 10 years that nobody could touch and they were like who is this guy and then he was just blowing them out of the water with like the skills on the record decks and things like that do you think and, DJ Jazzy Jeff has just sat like all the time like whenever Will Smith is like number one film in the world surprisingly he's just sat there eating cookie dough being like he used to fucking be my singer <laughs> yeah. like, how come well, you don't call me how come you don't answer my text oh well he he um so what happened is so when he met the Jada it was it was they were the wrong people why is it always the Jada <laughs> Oh, I, I like know, it. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, I'm, it, yeah, it, it scans, yeah, but I'm just curious. Okay, so, anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Um, but basically, yeah, <laughs> it was two people that were just that. You, you've got two people that were more to quote me, woo woo, sort into that sort of you know esoteric everything's meanings and things like that. But when you have two people that come together like that to have a kids, it goes off the scale because nothing's perfect. You can't oh. manage life to that degree, and. They were like, because he had kids with the, a, a, a previous girl. Yeah, he's got um, one older son, yeah. hasn't he? But From the ones we sort of know. Oh, really? They, I don't uh, know that. Yeah. They hired a psychologist for the newborn when he was having a child to how could we, so we don't want him to feel like it's not a real brother. Sort of, so they hired a I'm psychologist. I'm sorry, can I, can I interject? Yeah. They hired a psychologist for the newborn? Or they for, hired for a the, psychologist for, the, for his for the, Yeah, for the baby son. that's coming. Yeah, the one that's coming, the newest one. Yeah, but the, the the old the kid that had already been there, he wanted to sort of create a bond with the newborn baby, so right. it wasn't a stepbrother. They didn't really believe. I it see. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, and they said, "Well, how can we manage it?" So they got a psychologist on board, and the college psychologist said, "Was like, um, oh, we have to get the 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 kid that's around now to name." the baby could choose the name because then there'll be like a bond and then it didn't work and then they went no, back no, to the no, psychologist no. again because they were like the kids called uh, the boy wants to call the kid poopy face do you know what the so, boy wanted to call the kid oh what he they asked it he was playing Robin a computer Hood. he was playing a computer game and they said like come on like we've got this thing <laughs> duke nukem <laughs> no <laughs> he was playing he was playing mario brothers and he said i want to call it luigi oh <laughs> And not the mum, always the players. Yeah. Not, yeah, even, always not player. even Mario, yeah. 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 That's, a, that's, a, that's a diss. Jada was like... like not I'm even gonna... like, like, like Waluigi, you know what I mean? Not even Wario, but like Waluigi, yeah. man. Because she went, are you sure King Luigi? <laughs> but you know, like a kid, he wouldn't budge from the name. He was like, no, you said I could call him and I call yeah, him. Don't, don't, yeah, don't say like... Don't do that, yeah. Present yeah, the kid with a, a couple of options that yes, you're very happy yes, with and yes. we'll then it, satisfied they went, with and then say pick from this. They went back to the psychologist and the psychologist sort of apologised and said, well, what you need to now do is... And I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> what the psychologist said was, what you... You now need to do after you sign this next check yeah. is <laughs> well they said what you have to do is get a dog and then For let God the sake. kid name the, do the dog I was going to say let the dog name the kid <laughs> <laughs> and that's how present some names yeah Woof that's Woof how we get Smith. little bow wow yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing and that's where you get the name bow -bow. woo woo yeah. but um yeah so that, then 
luckily they said it was 50 feet because they said do you want to the psychologist said if you get the kid to name the dog he won't want to wait to use his favorite name so he'll want that name for the dog rather than to wait for the kid because the kid won't want to wait to use the name luigi because it was his favorite character on the computer game and luckily the dog she, she said yeah he wanted to call the dog luigi she said are you sure but you can't call your baby your son your brother luigi and he ended up saying no christopher because that was his best friend and the but I thought this was not needed. All of this was not needed. Like this is too what? much. Time. Oh, what in the autobiography? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this was the <laughs> this thing. Is all, where, this is all flavour. This is good stuff, you know. When the rich the, tapestry of life. Yeah. But he's so. What happens is Will Smith when he's bringing up his own kids now. It's being done in half of that sort of overly California way of like we have to manage this childhood through psychology. Psychology, and you go no, but you're going to end up creating a bloody nutcase. Yeah. You can't because you've what what are you've got the the with, with Jaden. What is the name of the? Is it Christopher? Is the eldest son? Christopher Jaden is the 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 boy that you'd know. Jaden, Jaden, yeah, that was it. So Christopher is the older son from a previous, and then Jaden and his children. Another with, two. Is it think, Willow? Yeah, Willow. That's the and other is one. there a th- is there another one? I think there's four, but the, oh. the two. <clears> this, <throat> because the thing is, you think well, it, it they're trying to do the right. Both parents are like overly clinical of how do we bring up a child to be. What's the name mean and what has got effect? Yeah, all that, and you should always have somebody as a balance to that. But when you have got two people doing it. It's like, no, nothing's perfect. You can't manage this situation as if it's like some experiment. But basically what happened, you look at it, and what happened is the Willow, I think it was Willow, ended up bringing out a song. But you know, that's it. But you, he's doing all the things that you sound right, you know, talking to them and explaining things. Mm. But if they're getting to these things with no... Oh shit! Like she wants to bring out a record, right? Well, here's the radio producer. Here's the thing. Here's the record deal. Now here's the thing. You go, but there's no process of building up to that. You, that's more damaging than you explaining the truth of what hard work is and all that. And going, yeah, but here's a record studio and here's the first uh, number one record. But anyway, so that one, she says to him at the end of a concert, "I don't want to do this anymore." And he's trying to explain to her, "No, if you do something, you've got to be the best in the world. Don't." except second and she said no I don't, I don't want to do it she's like 13 and then what happens is she says no I'm not going to do it and he's sort of still trying to convince her to be the best in the world you've got a number one record why stop now and you go you sort of go I understand what you're doing but you're missing the bigger picture of a child saying I don't want to do this yeah. anymore but do you know what I mean but when you're in that mindset of no you've got to be the best and so she comes down I think of this as your child she'd shaved her head he comes down for breakfast and her head was shaved and he was like, what the? And he was like, oh, well, so I guess that was her um, um, uh, um, putting her dominance up as a... I'm thinking, but do you not understand how what you're doing wrong here? Like, you, you're, you're, this is a 30-year-old yeah, child who shaved of, her head. But that's an act yeah. of re- trying to regain control of something. Yeah, but I mean, like, a 13-year-old... Yeah, the only thing she can do, yeah. yeah. But that's what I mean. But yeah. it was... It, again, it was the not seeing the trees through the wood. We're going to teach you this, and we're going to teach you that. Go, but no, but you understand, there's a child you're talking to. That, and if your child's shaving their head, like as an act of defiance against you, you go, that says things might not be on the right path. Imagine a 13 year old shaving their head, and just to prove a point. Anyway, yeah. but then he's with the Jaden. He said at one point he realised that when he would come onto a film set, he was teaching his son this and that, and being professional. Blah, blah, blah. But then he realised that when he'd actually come onto a film set, people would say the son's energy would change because his dad was there now. Oh, I see. Oh, right. okay. So I, I felt like he would 
become the ogre somehow that you know i've got to be perfect my dad's here i've got to be so it's like you're trying to turn a child into a robot but what you're saying is good but you're not seeing that it's a child you can't talk to you know the, but anyway yeah he says he, one of the th- gone well i was gonna say he he funded i mean he he mostly funded after earth didn't he yeah it was it was not good yeah it was and it's it's terrible and it was a really bad idea and he he got m like Shyamalan on the and i think had input his producer and i think he did part finance it and um you know really he basically bought a movie for his son yeah you know? well that was the thing that- and, and it was after earth it was so, it, good investment. It, on that film was it was weird again you uh, because he this is this is a bit where he loses perspective in the second half he's, like, he's now lost perspective of like that's what I'm this saying is a his child life because a there's one point you know? he talks about being on after Earth and uh, he's in another room watching the screen of it going on and that that whole film was basically him trying to bond with his son it's literally he said i'm going to have him on here and i'm going to teach him this and i'm going to make him feel comfortable and i'll make him feel safe and you go but you're giving a child a hollywood film you that's more damaging to him to just be given all this stuff and um he said there was a, there was a time where i so said everyone like his bodyguard said like you're going to turn this kid into a little and i can't repeat what he says he said because they're in like a hot desert and his son's got like this air-conditioned tent where everyone else is scorching. And his son's got like a, 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 a pool inside an air-conditioned tent. And his bodyguard went, you can't have this out here. This kid's going to turn up to be a little... But he's like, no, I want him to be... word No, F. Feminine, let's just say that. Uh, oh, turn, okay, yeah. right. Oh, oh, oh but said, yeah. No, but to no, him... That's no, a bit strong. No, but to him, he was like, no, I'm protecting him. He's going to see. I'm going to help him do what he wants to do in life. You go, but you can't have him sat inside an air-conditioned tent while ever that you're you're creating something wrong here. And he said, there's one point, and this is when he's now lost the plot. He doesn't. You think, oh, you don't know what you're doing anymore. Now you're protecting this kid by giving him everything, but you're actually ruined. He doesn't. There's no. He's not earning any of this. And uh, he said, I was in another room, and I was looking at the screen, and it looked like Jaden was discussing with the bloke something, and it looked like it was a little bit of friction. So he turned on the volume and he says, this is a positive. He said, he said, Oh, it made me proud of him because he didn't want to do something. And he said, Oh, then Jaden said, Oh, can somebody get my dad? And he said, Oh, that made me very proud. Cause he sees me as like his protector. I was thinking, mm-hmm. no, you've just created a child on a set saying, I don't want to do something and saying, can somebody please get my dad? Like, that's what you've created there. But was he, his dad the producer though of the film? I think he was. Yeah, he, but other. he was the big. Yeah. He, he was everything in it, like basically. But um, and but he's now into the point where he's saying that as being proud of him, rather than no, somebody you've put your everyone's scorching in the heat in this desert. You've given your child a, an air conditioned tent with like a pool table and a, a stereo in there and all that. He's literally saying, "Get my dad on set like a child to the director because you don't want to do something." But he, he's now lost the plot. And then he said, "There's a bit." when he, he broke his heart when he was 15 and this was the thing that really topped everything off for me with all this with all that teaching them and telling them and rules and blah 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 but at the same time giving them everything where they've earned nothing what happened the son came down the stairs and he basically wanted a divorce from the parents being a legal guardian like i can't can you google this oh uh, was it the emancipation yeah it there's, there's a thing where you can remove yourself <clears throat> legally as a uh, put well, Jaden Smith, divorce from parents, something like that. And you see, 
do you not realize like if your child is coming down the stairs and saying like i feel so confident in me being me that i now don't respect you whatsoever that's a child that's never had to climb over anything emotionally because you've got that level of time to just go oh yeah uh, i, I want to divorce myself from you now and he said he didn't go through with it but he said it broke my heart is there anything on there karim yeah it says emancip- jaden smith emancipated uh, oh, so he's, li- gone, he's uh, gone through with it. It wasn't just a flow. Yeah. Okay. It's not emancipated. It's some, something it's else. Emancipated, yeah. Emancipated, emancipated minor. But you can't I divorce your parents. You can't technically divorce. No, but I don't think it was. I don't remember the word emancipation. Emancipation is the yeah. It makes sense, thing. but I don't think well, like that's legal, what... it's like a legal guardian thing, isn't it? Yeah, because you're 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 setting a, someone else. Uh, people do that, don't they? Because um, I think it's if you're under the normal whatever the age of. I don't know, 18 yeah, or 21 in America, maybe, I don't know. Well, anyway, so basically it was something like that, an uh, emancipated minor. So you've got one kid at 13 shaving the head. You've got the other one at 15 saying, I would like to remove you as a, like a, an illegal guy. Think of like a child. Yeah, he, he was he was 15 after after that film, After Earth. But that, that it tied the thing off with me of like, there's two people that are trying to do things so perfectly that they've created a child with a shaved head, a child shaving their head, and another one saying, I want to remove you legally as my guardian. But the whole time is like, they're both trying to, everything has to be perfect in the spirit of the child and the th- psychologists to what should, would be the best name to use at the right time to, and you go, you've just bollocks this all up. You've completely yeah. bollocks the whole thing up. Um, and it's sad because even right th- from then on, then he doesn't. That that's when he's now lost the plot. And you, go, oh, he's he's living in this world of like rules and things have to be analysed. And does they ended up breaking up because it was just weird. Like his wife was more than him. I think she caused the problems because she came from a non-conformist background. Like she didn't believe in marriage, like conforming to marriage, into the point where when they got married and they had to walk down the aisle, she did not want to do it. I think she was in tears on the day. Because she's a, I don't believe in legal. Doc, Not a good doc, sign, the gu- is it? Yeah, yeah. The, the government yeah. telling me like, best start. Yeah, the yeah, the government, the government giving us yeah. they're allowing us to get married, sort of thing. But his grandmother was very religious, and she said, "You have to get married in the church. You cannot not get married." But she was like, "Well, I don't want to do this," and blah. So th- that was going on there. Then she didn't believe in. Uh, there was a thing of like, it's not natural to be with one person the rest of your life, but we're going to try and do it. But then they broke up for a bit because they d- both decided if they did love each other, it's not love until you test it. So you uh, have to go off and do your own thing. And it's like, off. both of you come just up in la la land. It's not love until you've gone off and shagged 50 other people and then <laughs> yeah. decided to come back. But they were having Sucked problems and, and they said, realize, well, oh, okay, yeah, that. let's go away and do whatever you want to do. And if it's real, then we'll come back. And, uh, and mm. there was, I mean, there's one bit where he he goes out of the way for a, for a 40th or something like that. And he really goes, he does a thing, he looks into a family tree history, does a documentary, hires a film crew to look into a slave owner, all this thing. He has um, uh, Mary J. Blige as a surprise guest doing a rap video for him. There's like this massive event, like they, he hires a film crew to go and study her life and meet the people and record things and videos and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then she stops talking to him after the event like for no reason she's like, I can't figure out what's wrong she's like just being silent everyone's enjoying it and then she says he says like what the f-? like she's saying no, I don't want to do anything tomorrow so whatever you've got to do cancel it and he's like what are you talking about he said she's been silent up to this point this is the same night and um, she's like just cancel stuff and he said well 
I'll cancel. You don't know what it is. You've got, I've got planned. He had a favorite artist to come in that was going to paint her a picture and all this. And then she just started kicking off. Like, I, d- I fucking don't want, I'm telling you, I don't want to do it. Like, whatever it is. And he's like, what the fuck is your problem? And um, but then she said that was the mo- most egotistical display, disgusting display of ego. And he's like, are you fucking, and then she's kicking off about it being egotistical. So you go, Jim, are you, like, she was just off on a bloody another planet, like about what love was. And if it's not perfect, there was a thing I saw an interview with her and she was saying how um, your husband should know everything about you. And if he doesn't, then it can't be the real person for you. And like, well, no, what are you talking about? Like, but in her head, she had a troubled childhood where he doesn't go into at all, which leads me to think that some bad stuff went on. But in her head, it's like trying to live in the world of spirits and perfection and everything has to be this thing. And he's trying to please her, but it doesn't work. Cause it's not real. You're, you're, you're living in a bloody la la land. So they, that said when they Other split people's up, relationships though, you know what I mean? It's, uh, but anyway, it's, they, they they ended up coming back together and saying, right, we're going to be each other's life with forever. But they just don't know how. It's it might not be. But it's, are they so are they, are they still together now? I don't know now. I just I lost. I couldn't figure out whether they were or they weren't together or that they I were get, doing it for I the kids. The, I get the impression that they possibly have an openish marriage. Yeah, it's basically like, come down to they're not seeing anyone else, but they're not. Could, like married as you would think it's marriage yeah so there's, a, there's it's a partnership sort of, yeah yeah they basically that, yeah that, as far as they get aged, yeah. it's saying we we've 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 come to the decision that we're both going to be with each other for the rest of our lives in what type of way never really gets but the last thing is yeah they both they have to go off and if they if, it, if they come back together then they do but if they don't then that wasn't meant to be or you know something like that uh, mm-hmm. but it Did was it just, go into his out her album and her, her music career that yeah so he was she was basically blaming her a little bit that he wasn't seeing the real her and that she he had changed who she is so she had to go and do this album to find out who she was so then I was today years old when i yeah, knew that jada pinkett smith did an album <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like rock she was always like a rock chick that was her yeah. music style like so she went off and did that and he was trying to support her with that but she went into she was explaining to him it's about a woman finding herself did, did yeah. they go into the fact that he had to pay people to turn up to her concerts and no he didn't he didn't talk about oh, that's, cutouts. that's not real is it uh, it would no, no, he would do that sort of thing it's that and they use cardboard cutouts as well in the audience at the round the back and like low lighting it sounds oh, like sort of almost that's slash. not real right I've, I've heard that I've heard that it, it wouldn't surprise me the stuff he does oh, but it sounds no. like her music's almost like thrash metal sort of like it's nor- nearly there but it's all about spirits and wolves and the death of the boat. <laughs> oh, Do you know what it sounded like? It sounded like, have you ever seen um, the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer? No. I ha- not for a long time. Oh, okay. Mike Myers does some sort of spoken word poetry over music in that. And it's like, he's like, so this is so good. I am doing a spoken word poem over oh, jazz God. music. Yeah. And like, that's, that's when I, when I heard her music, I was like, Oh, it's like a joke. Oh, no. Yeah. It almost reminded me of like when somebody has a, a nervous breakdown and they start doing weird stuff. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you're, what is it you're trying so to do? Once you start singing about wolves, we'll know you finally yeah. snapped the yeah. wolf, yeah. the woman, the like bones that screaming of the wolf. at the sea can help yeah. you anyway. Yeah. So, but it was sad because you see the sort of evolution of like where he was and where it, how he got there mm. and he does say a lot of interesting things like honestly there was stuff where he was saying um 
like he had an argument with a guy in a record in one of these record label or the like when they're doing films or something and he thought the guy was almost threatening him and it's just this little jewish guy and he saw him pick something up and i thought he was going to hit me so me and him jumped me and his mate jumped and got in this guy's face it was this little jewish fellow who had a bad back and started threatening him and then quincy jones had to get involved in saying you can't talk to people like that that this isn't like a and he said oh you've got to you've got to realize at some point that the person that got you where you was has to be let go and not to hate that person because you needed that person to get you to where you needed to be but then you have to cut them off and be somebody else now that person isn't needed like wearing armor the armor will save you but then if you're still wearing it into a relationship that's now the enemy you who you thought you were proud of is going to be the enemy if you don't cut that person off and you need to know that so there's things like that that he goes through um i thought okay that's quite interesting that's quite interesting but it was it was the you realize that when you get to the point where you're living in california with you and your wife and you've got everything you've and you're now you're trying to build it's like building bringing kids up in therapy do you know what i mean it's not going to be good you've got to just let them be kids you can't make them little perfect robots the more you try and compact that you end up with shaved heads and kids telling you i don't want to be you you be my parent but i mean literally that's what you i know you're you're a bit older but it's just you're like that's how you end up with shaved heads and (laughs) it's just like uh because my thing is the results it doesn't matter what you say and how many conversations you be basically sit down with them but it, it was like they were playing Trivial Pursuit and to him it was like war he has to win Trivial Pursuit <laughs> and the woman she says to me at one point it's Christmas Eve they're playing Trivial Pursuit together I didn't realise it was actually American oh, not Trivial Pursuit Monopoly that was it it's yeah, actually, the, original, the New York yeah. was the first one um, and he's saying how he's calculated the numbers and the odds of where you should be and where you shouldn't be he said no one can beat me in Trivial, uh, Monopoly no one and they're playing it at Christmas Eve and he's saying that he was mentioning the things that might have gone wrong with their relationship. And one was building a house, and she said it's too big. There's too much, there's going to be this is acres and acres of land. You're never going to be here. But in his head, he was like, "No, you don't understand. It's going to be amazing." And it just ended up that was part of the failure of the relationship. The other one was playing Christmas Eve like with the family, and he's trying to win and beat. And he like immediately goes to knock her out. Like there's nothing left. Like she can't do anything. And she's saying to him, "Are you sure?" you want me to pay for those houses like the kids are there like in code and he's like yeah you got you got fucked up you got you you give me them out he said let me ask you again are you sure that on christmas eve with your family playing a board game together that you want to knock the mother out of this game in christmas eve and he's like if you can't take the heat get out the kitchen and you go (laughs) i'm a little bit with him on this one i'm like fuck it it is a board game no but her thing was like we're here together it's not about the winning we're here sitting together playing a game no 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 because if it doesn't matter if you win or lose why'd you keep score yeah but no he yeah he said yeah he's he did say that game of monopoly is a very boring game of monopoly yeah it goes longer and longer it's it's not it's not a (laughs) we don't we don't knock my but we don't we don't get knocked out i mean yeah exactly it's not the most exciting thing when it's happening when but this was this is what i mean with her but also you can't defer you can't defer if you land on the house you have to pay the rent i knew i don't mean you could wave no yeah, but okay. You, you see her mindset of like, no, we're not here. This is just for us to be sitting with the ch- children. But then he's the opposite. He is like, everything. Why do anything unless you're going to win and be the better? Like, doesn't make any sense to me. Play Uno then. But then when he's saying her things like, if you can't take the heat, get out. But he did say, uh, like, this is the earlier day. He says, now you have to remember, 
I was stupid at this time. This is like, I know now, it, uh, looking back, this did not make any sense. I should have just gone with it. I should have known not to fight her. This, um, this reminds me of a scene from, I'll, I'll be very brief, but from Scrubs, where um, the main that. character is doing a voiceover in his head about how his friend and her girlfriend aren't as cute as him and his new girlfriend. And it does a scene where... <laughs> Um, the main character, they're arm wrestling. He's arm wrestling with his new girlfriend and he lets her win. And he's like, oh, you beat me, babe. You know, like that. And then he cuts over to his friend, Turg, who's playing with his wife and he just slams her hand down. And he goes, you see what you get? You see what you get when you mess with the warrior? Yeah. <laughs> there was a, who's the, oh God, I'm not going to remember his name now. Oh God. Who did run the, the the British comedian um, who did Room One Hundred One? Uh, Frank, Frank Frank Skinner. Skinner? Oh, he he had a thing he, uh, on one of his stand ups. He was talking about like how women can hold on to an argument, like and you don't really you think it's solved. <laughs> they said like we would be arguing. I can't remember what it was. They were driving to a dinner party and they were arguing about something. He said, as soon as we got to the door, like she, it, she oh she changed her personality changed and she was very friendly with me. She was even paying me compliments at the dinner and things like that. And she, he said, oh, okay. So, she, you know, she's grown up a bit and blah, blah, blah. It was a lovely evening. We left. He said, Sydney got back in the car. She just stone cold him <laughs> yeah, again. And he was yeah, like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> he said, that was like fucking three, four hours. Everything She was being friendly and polite. And then she just came back in the car and nothing. Oh, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. And start, yeah, went back like, you know, yeah. mid-sentence. You know what I mean? I'm glad. I'm glad the four men could get together to be like, oh, women, they never let go of arguments, do they? Yeah. We've already taken sides against a monopoly. So. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's an interesting uh, um, book, actually, because, like I said, there's a lot of interest. It's more interesting at the beginning when he's trying to sort of break out of being he's scared and he's a coward and all this mm. sort of thing. He's very honest. But it is when he gets to the California bit, you see, oh, that's what it does. That's what that does to you when the fame and all that. It's like... It, 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 and then you're trying to bring children up in that. But that's where you get, like I said, you get shaped. I mean, if, I'm not being funny, but if you look at, I look at Jaden, because I can't remember what he looked like. Every other photograph is you've got pink hair, shaved head, afro, trousers, in a skirt, in a this, in a that. You go, oh, this, this, he doesn't know what he is. He's literally somebody that's searching. Like, he's, he, isn't, he hasn't overcome every anything, but he's been talked to a lot. He's been given a lot of therapy, but he's never actually had to face anything. And, the bit when he says, oh, Jesus Christ, can somebody get my dad? Like on a film set. Imagine what people think of you, thinking of that. Can somebody get your <coughs> dad? Yeah. I mean, he's 15 though, wasn't he? Yeah, but to say that, I mean, that doesn't make you look good, does it? And the fact that he was just proud that his son stood up to the director. Because, but to say, where's get my dad? Because I don't want to do something. Well, there was a, I'm, I'm saying it's a big deal. I mean, getting into an argument with a director over a scene is like... A, you know, standard, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 but big, to, to call your dad a whole, you know, you're the kid's direct, you're the son of the di the, the big guy and say, get, get my dad. I, yeah. um, there was a quite an interesting bit where um, he talks about, because he goes through the films and how they were made and things, and he talks about the Ali film, and he was like, I am not playing it, there's no upside to this. He said, there's, I won't be able to do it, and if I fail, I'm going to look bad, and if it's good, I'm still not going to make Ali look good. He said, there's no way I can do it. And he talks about they have to go to, I think, South Africa to do the film because they wanted to do it, you know, in African land and all that. But it was during the, the crew, the, the people that were working, doing all the menial jobs were from one part of Africa. And then you had all the more sort of technical crew that were white and from South Africa. 
but they obviously still had the thing of thinking whites are better than blacks. So then there was one point where, so you have all like the, the lighting, the tech crew, they're all white South Africans and all the, the, the black people are doing the other bits, the running around sort of stuff, but they have to work together on this film. And, um, one of the one the, the one of the um there's a young black kid i think it was like 13 or something urinates on a seat on a toilet seat and one of the white crew went and grabbed the kid pulled him back into the toilet and wiped the urine off the toilet with his face <gasps> and what happened is oh he said something started kicking off and then more people, then somebody ran in to get Will, said, you've got to go down, sort of, and he went down, and it said it was literally like a white and black standoff, because the, the whites from South Africa were like, were unionized and all that, and they were sort of like, you don't understand, you don't understand how things work in Africa, you can't be telling, talking us to this way, but then Will nah, Smith... I mean, no, I'm sorry, like, like, you should, don't do like, that to anyone. Especially... It's annoying when you yeah. go into the toilet and someone's pissed on the sea, and you can, uh, there's a case to be made if you're going... Find you know if you know who it is and be like, can you go back in there and fucking clean that fucking seat kind yeah, of thing? Because no, it is the, gross, but you don't need the to way fucking they, assault they were, someone and the, the way they yeah. were explaining it, like they had to get caught. Like I think who's the director? Was it Michael Mann? Ali? Uh, it was. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, he turns up because the but his uh, Will Smith bodyguard is basically like, come and make me wipe my fucking face on the toilet. Ma- wipe my face on it. What do I have to do to make you make me uh, wipe my face on the toilet? And he's saying, what about if I call your mum this? Will this make you wipe my face on the toilet? What about if I smack you in the mouth? Well, that, uh, but they were, what happened is Michael Mann turned up, sort of said, right, calm down. Everyone go back to work, blah, blah, blah. And they called um, Will Smith, the bodyguard, and the, the, the guy that had done it, in, uh, not the guy that had done it, but like one of his representatives into the office. And they were like, you fucking Americans, you come here, you don't know the way the politics, you don't know how things work here. And he realised that, oh, they are like properly, they still think like the blacks are just there to do nothing. They're they're a second class. This isn't like racism. This is like, no, they're a second class of people. And it's like, you fucking Hollywood, like you don't understand the way things work. You come over here with shouting the word racism. You don't know what you're talking about. And they said, if we go, we all go. And he said, we had to think because this is a 10 million pound a day, whatever. If they all go, we, we, we're basically going to have to ship another whole crew, arrange the whole crew to come from America because this is, can't work otherwise. Mm. And um, but he said it was the, the the way they were talking was like shocking that that you could wipe somebody's face on the toilet and think that that was okay. Then they said, well, if we go, if he that guy goes, we all leave. So what are you going to do? And he just came to the conclusion that he said, I just had this like thing flush over me suddenly of like um no this is how can you make a film about muhammad ali with this hanging over us he yeah. said he, he said fuck it he said why don't you like you like f off and he ended up him and i think michael mann chipped in as well he just sh- out of his own way just shipped a whole load of new people in and told them all to okay. go fuck themselves okay so they, so they yeah. called their bluff kind yeah of thing. he said like, all right, then. he said i think it was like leave it I think he said 20% of the crew stayed in the end and the rest did disappear and they just had to suck up the payment and put everybody up in hotels that they brought over from America. He said, but it was literally the alley. I thought, what would Ali do right now? This is the definition of what you've got. You yeah. could lose everything on a fun, but no, I'm going to stand up for it. She said, yeah, go fuck yourselves. I'll, I'll just suck up the money and we'll make the film that way. But yeah, to grab the 
fucking kids to- and wipe yeah. his face on the toilet bowls. That's what, that, and then to come in and defend somebody else to defend them as saying you don't know the way things work in Africa. Like you're just here. It's like you, you fucking, you throw the way racism around. And go, oh wow, they really like they're off. They yeah, think like they don't understand. Racism is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you don't even know how to be racist, you Americans. Yeah, yeah. lessons like this but is. I thought, he said it was literally a standoff over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, oh, that was good. But yeah, that that was good. Um, but yeah, so he, there's a lot of things like that. It's a good book. I'd, I'd recommend anyone to uh, go through it is really interesting um especially the inner workings of like la and all that where no one tells the truth and everyone just bullshits it's the first half the interesting well he's still half normal talking to people <laughs> he loses it in the end he start. He, i think he relists all his films and what they made one by one and he was box office number one and it goes oh okay this is you have now this is you've lost the plot now this is you having lived in california for 10 years in multi-billion pound mansions all your life and i, so I didn't enjoy that bit of, apart from the fact that when his dad dies who he's always scared of he goes through the dying process of his dad who is always like this big ogre that he was scared of um and, and that sort of worked but yeah i'd listen to it if i'm <laughs> i mean i'm told you there's a lot more in there it's like a it was a 13, I was say, it was almost the whole book but no, no it's about a 14 hour read <laughs> like that's how long it goes on for but it was the, the, the beginning bit like him and i thought jazzy jeff was always like a little hanger on sort of thing but you go no he was like the main guy yeah. for years yeah. like on the scene and and um, mate of his, yeah. and Fresh Prince or Will Smith rather he was like at the time there was a lot of like rap battles that were going on and he was like in the country he was blowing everyone out of the water he was proper like they would just go up and sort of cuss each other you know that sort of thing and he was just blowing everyone out of the water just naturally he could do it I have to say that that recurring gag of, of jazz getting thrown out the house <laughs> yeah. is still, and it's the same clip as well. Like every time, yeah, they talk so. about that because he <laughs> did, he didn't want to do it. He said when he went to LA because Jazzy Jeff, what you got the idea? He lived with his mum and he was very include like um, what's the re- reclusive. So even when they were rich, he was still staying at his mum's house. He said this guy did nothing other than play rec- scratch record. That's all he did. Other people were doing it as a. He said this guy was like incredible. He would we he said we'd go to events where people had been doing it for years that were like the top of their game. Wouldn't even shake his hand because like who's this idiot? And then he'd just blow them all out of the water because he was like almost like autism level. That's all he did, and he would be scratching records that were made in like the twenties and bringing it into the modern era. So they were like really big at the time. But when he got the Jazzy Jeff, the the Fresh Prince, he said, look, I'm not an actor. I don't want nothing to do with this. He said, I've got no interest in being on any show. And he was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe like he's been offered, I think it was like six, no, 20 grand per episode to come and just be in the show, a few words. And he was like, no, I don't want to do it. And he said, I had to tell him about girls, like there'd be a lot of girls would know you and and then you'd I'll do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, because he didn't want to do it, they had to use the same recording. A time, he said... Uh, so every, but the problem was because when he that it's been recorded once so he's obviously wearing the same clothes in every scene so whenever he was in the scenes you always you knew he was going to get kicked out if he was dressed in the same clothes yeah, as the one he's yeah. getting. <laughs> yeah, they had to dress him but yeah he didn't want no part of it and he talks about that in terms of psychology of like you've literally opened the door to some people but they're so petrified of failing that they'll go no i'm fine i'll just stay here on my own but it did seem like he had a low level something where he was just he didn't want to leave the bedroom all he did his whole life was just scratching records and things like that but yeah so they were very big they weren't like gimmicky they were like very big at the time Hmm. um but yeah so i'd I'd go and listen to it do you ever listen to any audiobooks or anything you just read them any of you uh Uh, i just read yeah like what autobiographies 
Uh, yeah, I've read the odd one. Um, what sort of one? I'm trying to think of the last autobiography I read. Oh, um, uh, it was a little while ago, but the kid stays in the picture. It's Robert Evans, um, who's a, he was a he um, he was a film he was an actor and then a producer and then he um, became an executive, basically the head of Paramount Studios. So he took it from, in his words from out of 10 out of the top 10 studios in Hollywood they were number 11 when he took over and they were making films like paint your wagon wagon red and then he made films like rosemary's baby uh, godfather mm. 1 and 2 chinatown um the great gats but you know all the yeah. all these massive films um about, uh, a love story with Annie McGraw um so you know he took it from number 11 to number 1 um but yeah, it's a fascinating book. The there's a documentary of the same name based on the book that's uh, probably one of my favourite films. Yeah, oh, okay. it's excellent. It's, What's it called again? Sorry, the kid stays in the picture. And that's an autobiography, is it? Yeah, it's um, the title comes from. He said um, he was doing a film. It was an adaptation of a Hemingway uh, film, The Sun Also Rises, and he was the main character. And everyone, because he was kind of a bit of a hammy actor, even by his own admission. And um, he said everyone, um, everyone involved in the film wrote a letter, you know, a telegram to the head of the studio saying this guy's a fucking clown, get him out. The only person who didn't um, was Errol. I think Errol Flynn had a small role in the film and he wouldn't, he refused to sign it, Um, uh, which is good, you know, Robin Hood. uh, And um, Errol Flynn, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Errol Flynn in my, um, but I might might be misremembering. It was one of these old classic Mm. Hollywood actors who refused to sign it. Anyhow. And so the head of the studio, uh, I think it was Daryl Zanuck, came down and watched him do this big matador scene. You know, he's got to do all the toros and all that kind of stuff. And um, the expectation was that Zanuck would go, yeah, you're all right, get this get this clown off of it. And he just stood up and said, the kid stays in the picture and walked off. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, from that day on, I decided I wanted to, I didn't want to be the actor shitting his pants. I wanted to be the guy who, Got to decide whether the kid stayed in the picture or not. Okay. Uh, when did that come out? Is that a recent thing? Uh, it's quite an old. It's quite an old. Oh, but, old. I mean, Robert Evans is. Um, he passed away uh, a couple of years ago, okay. fairly recently. But um, yeah, it's, it's a good book. The film I thought was better just because there's the the brevity of a ninety minute film versus a, yeah. a very. Long what about you, Charles? Autobiographies? Anything? Uh, not really autobiographies. Uh, You're always reading comics. What What's the last book you've read? <laughs> uh, oh, you put me on the spot. Comics are books. Comic Krim right, books. books. We'll come back to Charles. Uh, what the hell is it's that? it's either like manuals. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> not not Erdogan's uh, biography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not not autobiographies that I can remember for a while now. Who any, would be any the, books? Yeah, who would be like the big? Who would be like a Turkish? I'm aware Will that Smith. you read outside of your own <laughs> Will Smith, but who would be like um you know sort of um. Because particularly in Europe, or well, sorry, in the English-speaking world, we think that the only authors are English-speaking words. But who would yeah. be, who would be a sort of, who would be the, ter- you know, like you have, um, who's the big Turkish Gabriel ones? Garcia Marquez is like the, the consider the Latin American like massive writers. So who's the who's the big Turkish writer? Okay, as well? Like alive, uh, or, or 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 dead or whatever. Who's the who's the? I mean, there are a few. There is a. Nobel winner one called Orhan Pamuk. 
um which is which he's as as everything is he's very divisive as well okay <laughs> yeah if you're a Nobel winning writer it means divisive. either it's like a mar- it was, either everyone loves it or they hate it yeah. or both he's either Charles. like uh yeah Charles you thought of any books uh what the hell was the last thing I really read um uh, you can say a really good comic, Charles. What would be a good comic you recommend? No, let's get was, the. Let's I, get the. I read. I read loads of the games, Games of Thrones books, like a couple of years ago, when it was when it was on telly, and um, yeah, they were all right. And I remember getting about six books in, and I was like, "Hang on a sec, nothing's happened." I think they got back to like the 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 main city again, and I was like, "This is where they started." I was like, "They started <laughs> here like six thousand pages ago, and then." They're back to where they started from. And I was just like, okay. And then I sort of stopped reading. I remember literally having a moment where I was like, oh, this is this is a, this is literally not going anywhere. <laughs> um, but they were quite enjoyable, I remember. Um what was what the um Did you ever get round to the William Shatner? <laughs> No, uh, not yet. No, oh, that was a weird. Oh, bloody, that was like a trippy read. When I, I went through it before, I'm not going to go over it again. But it was really trippy. I couldn't tell if he was joking, and I kept flicking back for no, that's not real. No, oh god, he is being serious. Oh no, I can't. This lack of self awareness is like incredible. You know, I listened to I listened to another one. Was um Jimmy Carr has got a self help book out. Have you heard it? No. Yeah. What? It's yeah. It's he's. He's not taking the piss out of self-improvement, but what he, I heard, because I listened to the interviews, but he's saying, look, from the point of view of a struggling person mentally, struggling to do comedy, wanting to give up my job, this is just some of the crap I've heard learned along the way. But he's basically taking the piss out of most of it. It's quite funny. It isn't really a self-help book. It's a bit sort of like or an autobiography. Um and then he says, look, I was feeling like shit then and I didn't want to do this and I had a problem with that. And it's, it's, But he's basically mocking himself as he's going through it, like what a wanker he was sort of thing. But um, yeah, I didn't really, he hasn't spoke to his dad for like 20 years, like they had a cut. And um, he doesn't actually explain why. At the end of it, he said no. Mm-hmm. He, even by the end, he gets into it saying like people have a go at him and he gets pissed off about it because people are like, oh, you should go and speak to your dad. And like, no, you don't understand. I, I saw him the other why day. Why have bad him. people in your life? It doesn't make any sense. I saw him. I saw him the other day. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, really? I was in Redding. Yeah, I was in Reading, and he walked past. Literally, walked oh wow, I thought man. Okay, and I was like, "Is that yeah. Jimmy Carr?" And literally, he was wearing like this blue suit, and I was like, "Of course he is." is. And like, <laughs> I was laugh. No, where he's yeah. looking really pissed off. He's just going, <laughs> and like he's walking around because he's just in Reading, and he was like eight o'clock, and um, and I was like, "Is that Jimmy Carr?" And I googled it, and yeah, he had a show that night in Reading. Oh. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, it is. And well, I really, I should have run up to him and gone, <clears throat> no. <laughs> Hang on, why, why to Jimmy Carr? Because he's in Reading, it's what you get. Oh, Reading, oh, <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Yeah, what's um, that? I, I had no, I didn't like his style of comedy, I didn't like his personality, I didn't like any of it, but I was, but I listened to him talk. And I so thought, why did he get his book? No, that's what I'm saying. I I just <laughs> did not like him. It just didn't fit. I'd never bothered to watch anything. Wasn't your taste. No. But then when I heard the interviews, and it's whenever anyone talks honestly about the things, he's saying, look, it's sort of a self-help, but not really. But this is just like, if you can learn anything from the shit I've been through. And he does make it's 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 a funny book throughout. He does do jokes and he he talks about jokes that failed and why jokes fail and why jokes work and what I found out. Mm. And then there's a whole thing of that he works for Shell 
up to the age of like 30 or something like as a like a salesperson and it just been like soul crushing work of just like nothing happening boredom got the money but i'm just on the road all the time and why he decided to give it up and not thinking he was funny and everyone so, telling him he's so he not funny a, he wanted a fulfilling fulfilling job on the road being a stand-up yeah. comedian well his thing was it was like almost like a, a breakdown of like i can't do this anymore this is just nothing and then somebody says something and but then getting into comedy and everyone telling him you're, what were you it's like a lot of comedians they always say you're not funny like as if like oh everyone else that's on tv is funny but everyone says the everyone around them immediately says you're not funny i could do that you're not funny so he goes through that and then but yeah, it's a pro- basically a process of somebody restarting again, but sort of like mocking this. And he goes into relationships and trying to hold a relationship down when money's on offer and all this sort of other stuff. But it's actually, I'd say, yeah, read it. It's only cheap. I think it's only like a six quid or something like that. It's not a long book, about six hours. But um, it's quite funny. And he does drop some jokes in along the way, like jokes that he's made up. And the, what was the one joke? Oh, the one that actually made me laugh out loud. I think it's the guy, he goes to... Um, uh, he's got a, this high-powered interview. Have you heard? He goes to an interview, and the guy's questioning him, and it's all going well. It's all you know, suited and booted and all that. And it, 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 the interview's gone very well. And the guy says to him, um, uh, "Okay, so just, just like one more question." He said, "Like now, tell me like a, a bad point about who you are. Tell me one of your flaws, something like that." And the guy has to think, and he says, "Well, he says I think." He says, I'm probably too honest with people. And the guy says, well, no, you can't really. That's not really a bad thing, um, being honest with someone. And he says to the guy, who gives a fuck what you think? <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, um, but yeah, he jo- there's a little a few jokes. He goes through little things that he wrote. And I thought, oh, it's funny along the way. There's little jokes along the way. But it's sort of like a piss take. We laughing for? <laughs> What? I just remembering a, a very silly thing I did in a job interview once. Oh yeah, what was that? Um, <laughs> so, how how long ago? Let's get some perspective. Long time ago, you... about probably about. Um, Have you no, got probably youth about on your 10, side? Hold on, at least over ten years ago. Okay, and so I turned about up for forty at the time. It was about 40 at the time, yes, thank you for that. <laughs> and um, I turned up in it was to do, uh, uh, be the cast and director for uh, a film. I, 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 did get the, I did get the job, I should add. Uh, before this but it was just it was meeting at uh, the director at their house but I, I'd gotten a bit jumbled and I was a bit flustered and already a bit nervous and I turned up the house and it was just an informal chat in their back garden and blah 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 and I had um, a book with me and it was um, uh, A Tale of Two Cities by uh, Charles Darwin And but I was just feeling a bit nervous thinking like, oh, I'll just make a joke about whatever you know break the ice kind of thing and the director spotted the book as I sat down. He went, oh, Dickens, very sophisticated. I went, yeah, I normally just read Asian babes. Oh, no. <laughs> and it just came laugh? out. And I didn't, I didn't even. Yeah, it doesn't work. I thought even if you laughed, it doesn't work. Yeah, I just it? said it completely serious. And he just stared at like <laughs> completely. Oh, no. oh he didn't even laugh. Serious. No, he didn't even. No. And then we just carried on the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you, should I just leave? You, like, you have to laugh. Yeah, yeah, like, it was go, just, like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I didn't even know. I think because I'm like, but yeah, yeah. The worst crime there is for him to not laugh out of politeness. <laughs> I, think he, I think he was just rightly shock. so, just he shocked and shocked, appalled, yeah. and yeah, treated. What's it the t- 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 is it Charles Darwin? Is in Charles Darwin? Charles Dickens? Did I say oh, Darwin? I meant yeah, Dickens. Yeah, okay, but I let it go. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the least of the problems with that <laughs> story. And if, if the, uh, interesting Mike, where this is going. <laughs> Michael Parkinson's got his Dunparky. He's got his autobiography out about the people he met and all things like that, which is quite interesting because he talks about uh, Ali again. He's another one he talks about. Mm-hmm. But um, there's some interesting books out there at the moment, um, like Looking Back sort of thing. Um, in, just in time for Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God, you we, missed our, we missed our Audible sponsorship deal. Physical, yeah. yeah. Not physical. My little tree. Where's my, where am oh, I you, can't, you can't bring it back to Christmas after. after oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if this is a Christmas. Uh, I mean, what else has been going on? But Well, Boris Johnson, this uh, you know, they're just sticking two fingers up at the public again, just laughing. Yeah. I'm getting to the point now where I'm not angry anymore. It's amusing how much the public will put up with. Like I don't think the public um, would put... It's not necessarily that they're putting up with it. It's just like... I think there is a general feeling of like, okay, now they're, they've all, you know, politicians have always been crooks and whatever and done it. But it's just like, okay, now you're, you're properly taking the piss now. Well, when you're you actually laughing. Funerals. Yeah, and when you're, you're mocking you're literally us to our faces. Laughing. Yeah. You're not even trying to hide it. At least, yeah. at least pretend. Yeah. yeah. At least pretend yeah. and lie. Like, you know, it's going so after, strange. You know, so, yeah, when we're supposed to be in lockdown for anyone overseas, Boris Johnson's lot were having parties and laughing about it, that they were having parties. Yeah, while other people couldn't go, you know, for example, there was a tweet yeah. that, that kind of went viral where the guy said, I can't believe that, you know, I couldn't go to my, I stayed indoors, obeyed all the rules. My grandmother got sick. I couldn't go see her. Yeah. She passed away. I couldn't go to her funeral. I couldn't go and console my mother who was devastated and also alone. And these guys are just laughing. Having parties. They're just laughing at us and yeah. having parties Jesus and laughing Christ. about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought a bunch of uh, <clears throat> Tory politicians would be an uncaring group of heartless bastards? Yeah. Well, when, who, who, when, who, when, knew? who knew? When they had Boris Johnson on Zoom, where it wasn't as simple as that because he had two people sat right next to him yeah. on the Zoom party, so he had two people in the room next to him, and they, he, that somebody had said, "Oh, the, the security camera in the corner." had a black bag over it somebody said that's where the security camera is and they put a black bag over it yeah, as if like really? we're covered up the security camera in the corner but we're on zoom assuming that nobody that i'm speaking to is actually going to record this and send it to some, anybody else <laughs> i'm sure that's just there from the weird sex party the night before yeah it could have been yeah from sort of, yeah it's a pair of I'm knickers sure, that I, just flipped I'm up sure <laughs> he's got most of the stuff like covered most of the yeah well, because he, he used to cycle around, didn't he? And I didn't used to see a security presence with him. It's very strange. Well, a lot of that, though, is not seeing the security. So usually they are out of shot. Like quite, quite far yeah, back. Yeah. I remember someone had a go at him this last year and he was cycling through High Park or something. Oh, yeah, he does a lot of cycling. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I think even, even his dad, because somebody said his dad would get abused, but they said, no, he did have security, but that's just slightly out of sight. So if his dad's got security on a bike, he's definitely got security. But that's where the Americans do things differently. Americans want to see that thing, whereas in England, it is sort of stand back, dressed in a suit, like yeah, in some raw, massive people shoving like just a in the huge, face. Yeah, they were well, the other guy would just be some raw marine that can kill well, you. Everyone, with two everyone's got a gun there, don't they? In America, yeah. Like someone might throw an egg at you or something. In England. Like you yeah, know, they got they got weapons over there. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, I don't know. So anyone, Krem, how's it been? Your your first show? <laughs> Is it exciting as you thought it would have been? Uh, yeah, it's it's funny because I. Every once in a while, I, I, I feel like, oh, I'm just like watching as I always watch. 
Oh no! I, I oh really? I'm also participating. <laughs> well, now he's going to be there with the comments, being like yeah. conversation. There in the corner. Yeah, people. He'll be dragged so into the them. argument. No, <laughs> 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 left. Who, who, who do you like in like celebrity or media? Like, is there anybody you like to follow? Like that you keep an eye on media wise? Um, not particularly. No? I mean, I, 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 I follow people, but it's not like oh, I love this person. You videoed Richard Branson recently, didn't you? What was that for? With his permission. Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> behind from behind a minicab, yeah. It's just it's just where I work. That it was like a like a corporate event, live event for this company called Fujitsu. We were just doing these all these like shoots. Yeah, very exciting life. What did you um, think having met Richard Branson? Did you meet? Did you get to say anything, or was it literally just sit there shoot and then he just gone again? I said, uh, "Oh, can he hear us?" Because I'm a sound engineer. Oh, you charmer. (laughs) You old charmer. Because because he could, and then they... (laughs) Oh, that was it. You were shuffled out. Other other, other more important people took over. Oh, Jesus. Um, So you don't see nobody you follow that you're interested in? I mean, I don't follow anyone. Not follow, but you know what I mean? Somebody that you would read their book, an autobiography, or if they're doing something on YouTube, a video of them talking. Yeah, yeah, probably, but not not that I can, like, immediately come with... uh, So full dedication to your... No, 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 not fully You're fully dedicated to your craft, is what you're saying. No, I'm very... You're addicted. You're, you're addicted to your craft. That's it. Yeah, kinda. But then, no, I'm addicted to entertainment as well. But it's just like, it's just this like very like it's just from everywhere. Everyone. Yeah. Not not that this is this one person that I'm very into instead of. No, I've just thought with books and things. Do you, what about cinema? Do you ever go to cinema? Because I never really hear about you doing anything leisure wise. Because you're always working. I I I shoot films as well. So. It's so you've got I, one in the Thingy Film Festival, haven't you? The um, what was it? Which one? rain dance? The rain dance yeah, film festival. Yeah, yeah. Which I forgot to speak with the when the, the founder <laughs> of rain dance is sat there for an hour. Yeah, I should, I yeah. should tell him. And like, the booklet that we're reading from has his film in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah, I, I kind of forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would have been steaming in with that, mate. There would have been plenty of nepotism there. Oh, what's this film here? <laughs> <laughs> Think oh, of that. I just happened to have this. Yeah. <laughs> what could you just? What do you read? That? Yeah, and a face. Just put a face to the name. I couldn't yeah. believe how many the film. There's like thousands of films there to go through for the Rain Dance Film Festival. Like, Jesus Christ! Like yeah. I thought, like maybe filtered down to a couple or like twenty or no. There's like thousands of entries, and they all have to be sat through and watched. Like, yeah. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! How long was your film? Is it like a twenty minute thing? No, it's like a yeah. It was like a very short. I think it was like. About fifteen minutes. Are they all short films, Charles? The Rain Dance film. Were they all shorts? No, no. No, they were. No. Fe- I think they were features. Though. They were features. There are two, yeah, features there, are, there are full feature categories and yeah. short films. Yeah. In fact, I'm certain they were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a lot of fucking audio because it's not like he had a mass team of people. I uh, he, he. I mean, he did probably had some, you know, watchers and stuff. You know. Yeah, but that's like you. That's a lot. Because he did say he was like from one event finishes and you've already started planning the other one like next year. He did, from he did say that there were people that, and they literally just watched like a couple of films a day. 
<laughs> that's all that's kind of what they were doing how does that sound charles as it so, as it stopped they were just like going right okay the, the thing stops and they had to watch that like, or just watching two like four, four on the screen at the same time just constantly you, going you, you start <laughs> creeping up to 1.25 1.4 yeah you did say like, what was it you just, did what did you oh, oh no no i'm not gonna say oh, oh, i better not say but yeah but yeah it was just because time constraints but yeah i can't do that that was another little when you said you had to listen to a book and you you were had it on 1.5 i'm like no you've got to have a line in the sand oh okay but then i said i'm not i'm not nuts i'd heard students (laughs) were studying and they were listening to uh, um uh, lectures on like 1.5 and i was like that that has to tell you that we're going mental we're actually going insane you have to you can't do that you cannot fast forward things to just get the information in you as quickly as possible you might as well just say we'll listen to four at the time then that that's where we're heading like Ozymandias, you, you watch all the know. channels at the same time. Yeah, but that's insanity. The that's guy, insanity. The bad guy in Watchmen, he used to watch. He used to put on all the channels, <laughs> put on like fifty channels on the same time, and just watch for general trends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like I could go back and watch that again. Was it any good? I remember it being quite decent, but it was getting slagged off a lot. The Watchmen. I, I, I couldn't the remember. The film was quite good. It's um, uh, it's it's a bit too long, but it is. <laughs> the blue, the bald guy, and it was he a baddie? The blue one. <laughs> No. Use, no. He was just uncaring. <laughs> it, was, it was indifferent. Was, yeah, indifferent to human suffering, really, until the end. What, what is this thing it? against? I don't know what the psychology of that is. Is it men with testosterone are not like no, you, they're evil or something like that? That, like, that you don't have a good person. He's bald. Yeah, they're all baddies. They're all sort of like. I don't know where that's going. It was all just permeating throughout time to point them towards you. But it's it's it, the patterns are there. It's not like I'm making it up. <laughs> I don't know why though. I don't know what that represents. Now the thing is, they say people go bald is because you've got an over uh, uh, your testosterone levels are too high. It blocks the thingy in the hair. Is that so what you bald men console yourselves with? That bald men's not. <laughs> oh, I didn't believe it until I actually spoke to a doctor and they said, yeah, it sort of tends to work that way. I was like. But the thing is, again, I shaved my head from the age of like early twenties when I had full hair. It wasn't a. I think it's mad that you haven't. I don't want to say because it sounds like I'm starting a cult again. But it, it's better to shave your head. I'm telling you, shave your head. You will be much better off. I am telling you, shave your head. In fact, Will Smith, his dad started going bald on the top, and he said he was in the film. They literally had to manhandle him on the set of a film, stuck him in a chair, and shaved his head because he didn't want to do it. And then afterwards, he said, "Oh, this is great." I'm telling you, shave your head, your ego will be fine. You don't hold your ego. Head, uh, uh, no. Yeah, a long time ago, but yeah. Have you got any photographs? Uh, not on me, no, oh. but late teens, early 20s. Charles, have you, uh, Krem, have you ever done anything weird with your hair? I, I did shave it fully. I was working with you when I did shave my hair fully. Yeah, you did. Like when we, not like shave, though. I can't remember being yeah, shorter. shaved like full. No, 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 no. Yeah, entirely, yeah. Uh, back in Karem has had every just about apart from having very long hair you've had basically just about every like there's been sometimes just the full stash oh listen the the greatest time I couldn't really enjoy it at the time but when he was like trying to build up to the the the, the wedding and he was working all the hours God sends plus doing the podcast plus trying to he would come in and every week he had a different look (laughs) yeah exactly he'd be solid (laughs) muscle one week then he'd be not a little pound then he'd have like little round glasses then he'd have a sort of handlebar moustache were you trying out different looks for the wedding (laughs) Yeah, I just put it down to sort of yeah. like he was having a mental we breakdown. We made a guest tool board out of my, out of yeah. how I style myself. Yeah. yeah, he had his little Queen Bohemian Rhapsody look. What was his name? 
Freddie Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, he came in looking like Freddie Mercury once. He had the little glasses and all that. That was quite good. I thought he'd hold on to that look. I thought that works for celebrity as we grow. As a, that look, that what look works. That, that, um, that's my summer look. <laughs> yeah, as we grow. That was about five years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that goes to show the struggle. It just fucking nothing ever goes. On. Somebody said to me the other day when I told him about we had to move office just as we'd set it up. She said to me. She said, I've known you for 10 years. I've never known anyone have this bad luck constantly as <laughs> you. Because I do all the right things, but just it's not it's not random. It's like, no, pull the rug from under you again and again and again. It's because you're bald. That's why. Yeah, Universe is against funny. you. Well, it works. Yeah, I feel like it's like a building up of rage inside of me, and eventually I crack. And especially with everyone turning on me online, when I'm the, I'm the man of the people, <laughs> and now the, the public turned on me. Everyone turning on you. On you. Because I'm, I'm the one, the least one you should be turning on. I'm all trying to do the right thing. All of them, all having a go, all having a yeah. day. Everyone's <laughs> against you. Ridiculous. Absolutely. The one per. But this is what I said see, to you about this fashion. this is how supervillains come about, man. Yeah. This is but like this is, super villain but origin. I'm starting to see, right, because I'm not a fascist, right? I don't, I'm anti-fascist. <laughs> I'm the international okay. motto of all fascists. <laughs> I love how okay, conversations okay. sound like. What? I'm feeling there might be a but here. Yeah, no. Yes. You, or, it's like, however, like because I, it adds up. It should just with, be that. There should be no. end. I'm not. I'm not a fascist. Right. Yeah, it should be the end of the sentence. Yeah. No, but my thing was right. I because I don't know enough about history. I've meant to ask about this, but it always seems like fascists seem to start off like doing the right thing. That's what I can't never understand. Okay. Or they don't seem fake. They always seem like somebody that's suffered and bad things happened, and they try to do that, and they rise to power, and then everyone turns against them, and they have to be more. Then they become a fascist. No, no. Okay. What, and I don't know, so I'm asking why. No, what it is, what it is, is it's it's like it is with a lot of these. I mean, I just watched a documentary today about uh, about QAnon. Right, we'll have five more minutes, and then we'll go. So yeah, go on. Yeah, I love, okay. I love a bit QAnon me. Um, I just love. I was fascinated with uh, why people choose to believe stuff, and like you know where people get their beliefs, and why people seem to pick and choose some things and not pick and choose other things. Yeah. So, uh, where am I going with this? What the hell are we talking about? Oh yeah. So yeah, fascists. What? I mean, at the heart of it, there are legitimate concerns, and there are things like, hey, uh, I I mean, your fascist will will look at the world and say, hey, uh, rich elites hold a lot of power, you know, in our system, and they, you know, and they control government and you know they control you know all these things and and they have a detrimental effect on my life you know you know why does my boss earn 10 times more than i do yeah and these are legitimate questions you know and these are and your socialists will look at them and say well these are class issues these are these are elements of class conflict you know what i mean they are this is this is because of um you know marks or whatever you know stratification and things um whereas your fascist will go oh this is because of foreigners this is because of jewish people this is because of brown people yeah. no did che guevara yeah. and all these people rise up well, thinking fascists, che guevara was not a fascist i mean he was a communist so uh what, what's the difference well this is what i'm yeah this is this is what i'm saying is that they're that they start they st- kind of start from the same place yeah they yeah kind of start from the same place of social alienation <clears throat> through our modern capitalistic system right so that sounds um, like a good thing right okay it's a good base so, to so work it's, it's addressing that there's a problem yeah there is a problem that people feel i mean like today people feel isolated people feel lonely yeah. people feel frustrated people don't know what the hell's going on you know um everything seems chaotic they you know they're they're we're, in, we're sort of more especially nowadays we're more connected and yet you know people feel more lonely or anxious about stuff people are more comfortable yet they're experiencing all these other issues you know anxiety issues about their status and stuff and it's about where you where you see the problem is, and 
your socialists and your, your, your communists, they, they will look at it and say, yes, the, this, is the, this is the owners and this is the people actually with the power doing right. this. And your fascists will say, no, 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 this is because of this. The system is actually fine. It's bad actors within that system. Right. It's where the blame lies. It's the misguided yes, of where yes. the blame lies. I mean, there's a bit more to it because, I mean, fascism is yeah, yeah. very complicated. And, uh, yeah, and so, but the general rule is it's the misplaced blame of where the problem is. That's what yes, it is. Yes, um, and it's, and it's, it's, I mean, uh, fascism in the third, I mean, fascism as we know, I mean, Nazism, you know, from Germany and, and Italy is, um, it was very much an astroturfed movement. I mean, it was a populist movement funded by, by wealthy capitalists. Yeah. To, to direct that energy, so it's it's to break unions and it's to stop, it's to break that sort of um, socialistic drive, you know, to say, hey, I want a bit more of a decent living, and it's to break that, and it's funded by, it's usually often funded by very wealthy people to 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 use that energy um, for their own means. Do you see today the uh, is it the investigation board into the riots um, got the tweets from Don, uh, Trump's son? What's his name? Which was Don the, the main one. What's the main one? Junior, Don, yeah. I think they're going to spend many years in therapy asking that question themselves. Oh, well, but anyway, <laughs> but the, the main one that does the poli- more of the politics, what's his name with the beard? Oh, oh, that's Eric, I think, isn't it? Oh, I can't remember. But yeah, they, they, they released his um, things, Trump uh, tweet to Matheson. I think the guy that's not turned up for, he didn't turn up for Congress. He was supposed to turn up to do some questions. He said, I'm not turning up. And But they released some of his tweets. And uh, Don Jr., that was it, Don yeah, Jr., the head actually released like while the rights were going on was it texting him saying you've this has gone too far you've got to get me my dad to, to go up to the thing and call it off um but this matheson fella he's like it didn't reply but yeah the, he was actually to it the son tweeted out like to this fella uh, not tweeted text to say you've got to get my dad to stop it as things have gone way too bloody far while the rights so even the the son knew but they're now saying well why didn't he just text his dad and he's like, well, no, because he, he knew he couldn't. You can't say negative things about him. But yeah, this is another one. Steve Bannon was the first one that said, I'm not answering any questions. And the other one that was supposed to turn up the other day, he said, no, I'm not turning up. So he's now got some, not warrant, but whatever against him. But then he's going to fight that. Um, but yeah, so they're all uh, turning on each other and not answering any questions. I think they're waiting for him to get back in power just so he can quash it all again. Um, they, they, yeah. They've all got their angle, don't holding they? Holding in contempt, all, that's it, holding in contempt. Yeah, they're all making a ton of money off this as well. Well, yeah, as I said, the, the fashion thing, I, don't, I still don't really get it. I don't know why people turn on people, because they can't all be bad. But I did feel, no. like, considering the, the effort I go to to try and bring some light and honesty into the world, when everyone started attacking me, there was a sort of <laughs> And it's definitely rumble, not you. There was a rumble of thunder in the back of my head going, okay, okay, right, okay. I thought, this it, this ends with people being pulled out into the streets. Like, this is how it starts. This is how it starts. We're good <laughs> people. Right. Like, somehow, I thought, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is, like, you're trying to do the right thing, and people that should appreciate you turn on you. And I thought, okay, right. I'm sorry, are you comparing, we haven't got time for this, but I'm, yeah. I just, are you comparing... These honourable men forced to, forced into hard circumstances. Some criticism on YouTube is the, is the snowball that, you know, is going to roll down the hill towards fascist revolution because no, I, I was i was wondering how does that start and i thought well if you're trying to do the right thing which i seem to be doing the right thing and people turn on you you go 
Okay, right. So maybe you d- you deserve what you get then. But I thought no, that's got to be the start. That's how it starts. That first initial feeling of like thunder in the background. I was like, okay. I don't know it's, what that's, my how okay the, was. that's how the Weimar Republic fell. I, I was going to say it's what Hitler did in prison, isn't it? He he laboriously replied to every single person. On no, but it was the first. That's what mine was. The first was. time where I thought, right, if you ended up as a fascist, this would be the origin story. It started then. He, <laughs> He, he was a good person. I mean, for you, yes. Did, for you, yes. Right this is your fascist origin story. And it started then as a kid, yeah. a well-meaning person. God. And then, but anyway, um, well, well, this has gone on for longer than so. Karim, you got yeah. your work cut out sorting this out, mate. But well done. Two hours. Thanks in advance for doing the podcast. And uh, actually, could we give Karim a little round of applause for all the hard work he's done? We can over the years, which is well deserved. <laughs> but uh, well done, Karim. Okay, so that's it. So. Um, I don't know what the show this is. I don't know when when the next show's going to be. I mean, be. that could be. <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. Christmas. <laughs> That's our Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Not right. not to the yeah. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're not getting nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had fun anyway. That is the present. No, and I want to, for the people that did say nice comments, I want to say thank you very much because it is, when you go out of your way to make a nice comment, that actually says a lot more that you've spent time to do that. So I appreciate that, as we all do. Um, so thank you very much. That's the show. We'll be back, I don't know, maybe soon. Uh, Who can say? Yeah, who knows? I don't. <laughs> well, thank you very much and uh, okay. have a lovely Christmas either way. Bye bye. Happy Cheers. Christmas, everyone. Bye. Here's your story. Let's begin. The world is fine. Come on, dive in. The future's here. It's right before your eyes. Step by step, you're on your way. Welcome to a brighter day. Don't you know it feels good to be alive? You could be larger than.